Well, mash up. Hear me now. Yo! Me on a fog, me on a walk, me on a star. Man on a hog, man on a tag, man on a star. Me on a horse, me on a land, me on a car. Me love me God and me not stay far. Me not go run, me not go hide, me not go play. Me not go thief, me not go turn the refugee. Me not go afraid of you, cause you not afraid of me. But me will take on your whole family, boy. You take me simple, but not take man for school. You want a ride, go get a donkey or a mule. You want to ride, but you no own your own at all. Man of this, a man of that, boy, you a fool. I am me born, I am me live and live. <laughs> Leadership. <laughs> what they do? What they're picking up? Girl, mash up. Hear me now. Yo, me on a fog, me on a walk, me on a star. Man on a hog, man on a tag, man on a star. Me on a horse, me on a land, me on a car. Me love me God and me not stay far. Me not go run, me not go hide, me not go play. Me not go thief, me not go turn the refugee. Me not go afraid of you, cause you not afraid of me. You want to ride, go get a donkey or a mule You want to ride, but you know own your own at all Man of this, a man of that, boy, you a fool I am me born, I am me live and me a stay And for me little bit, I just saw me the pray And me no sin, no boy, to make me run away Cause me no punk, boy, I am a no gay pass Me on a fuck, me on a back, me on a czar Man on a hug, man on a tag, man on a star Me on a house, me on a land, me on a car Me love me God, me love me God Can't say a thing if you end up a get fun, car. You're not ready for this 
yet one They hear a little fool and say I him rule the world And with my bum scary and I sleep over murk Get your act together for you look another girl You not ready for this yet boy Did you even realize a woman have mood You have no fi younger little girl on one road That's why you need a man and eat bully pound of food Cause who no not ready for Happy Friday! We're inside the Friday mix on coffee and toe. It's freestyle Friday. We're mixing up a couple rhythms today. Joyride, pepper seed, banani. Yeah, I shouldn't say that on air, but it is a rhythm. What can I say? You're not ready for this yet, boy Have you ever wondered where make a girl come? A woman first be satisfied before you say you're done You can't say your thing if you ain't up or get mud You're not ready for this yet, boy Me hear a little fool and say I him rule the world How in my bum scary and I sleep over world Get your act together for you look another girl cause the voice of the one and only Tanya Stevens. Wake up! So what we look at now is like him soon get replaced him Say bad man no worry about no petty case So him write him name and other man no Ask yourself this question Who no say who no one done man And I wanna run the program The program Tell me Have you ever stopped to think what make a girl cheat? Have you ever asked her if she like how you do it? You need to check yourself before you start kiss your ticker you're not ready for this yet, boy Have you ever wondered where make a girl come? A woman must be satisfied before you say you're done You can't say a thing if you end up and get fun You're not ready for this yet, boy And you're a little fool and say I him rule the world And with my bum scary and I sleep over world Get your act together for you look another girl You're not ready for this yet, boy Realize a woman have mood You have no fi younger little girl on one road That's why you need a man a eat bully pound of food Cause who no no ready fi? Who no no ready fi? Who no no ready fi this yet boy? Moza who no full up, full up yourself right? Add fire to ya but they hold in a place Got a few work on miracle fi make the dead race Round them up and lock them up for day hey, hey. Have you ever stopped to think what make a girl cheat? And have you ever asked her if she like how you do it? You need to check yourself before you start kiss your ticker. You're not ready for this yet, boy. Have you ever wondered where make a girl come? A woman must be satisfied before you say you're done. You can't say I had to pull this one back up. Valentine's Day is approaching. So, men, <laughs> what more can I say? Get your act together for you look another girl You're not ready for this yet, boy. Did you even realize a woman have mood? You have to know for younger lesbian girl on one road. That's why you're not a man and eat one leap out of food cars. Who no no ready for? Who no no ready for? Who no no ready for this yet, boy? Man a kick Come in, ladies, so we need you. Man a relax, man another one base. So what we look at now is like him soon get replaced. Say bad man no worry about no Remember when we used to grow? You used to drop your hint 
a goodie goodie and me never, never know how Furthermore, me never decide to bow Well, a long time your friend them did a leak But to me keep back cause me never want to speak And me a girl we go on me church every week So me now nah make no boy turn me in a freak So me say, I'm not sick of more tree A boy want me bow and me tell him to flee I tell you it was on of the sick of more tree the sun starts shining for me. I tell you it was under the sycamore tree. A boy want me bow, want me tell him to flee. I tell you it was under. Not sure if I'll be able to get the news in. Can't go wrong with nineties dance hall. Love me pride, me a girl will give you all the wickedest ride. But me a fist me upon the righteous side. Me nah make no boy make me walk and hide. Call me wolf fashion I know everything me like. Me a girl will ride on your big ninja bike. Run any marathon clean on me spike. I one mind me chat pan a miss to the mic. Well it was under the sycamore tree. A boy want me bow, want me tell him to flee. I tell you it was under the sycamore tree. I'm gonna see what I got coming up next in the mix. It is Freestyle Friday inside the Friday mix right here on Coffee and Toe. We're going through a couple rhythms Joy Rye rhythm, Pepper Seed rhythm, and the Padani rhythm. Just sit back and enjoy. There is Wayne Wonder. Another work week. Taking you back to the 90s with this one. Oh, 
Taking you through some 90s rhythms, Joyride Rhythm, Pepper Seed Rhythm, and the Punani Rhythm. Stay tuned. Mixing it up today, right here on Coffee and Toe inside the Friday Mix. Squeeze in one more from Wayne Wanda before we get into the headlines. Folks, it's time for us to go ahead and get started. Here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. to all our listeners around the world logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com good morning to everyone listening on johnoradio.com and of course i gotta say good morning to my studio audience all courtesy of clubhouse it is february 10 and it's a friday we are inside the friday mix freestyle friday we're mixing up the rhythm them today yeah we have the gyra 
Jedi rhythm. Yeah, we have the pepper seed rhythm. Yeah, we have the banana rhythm. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Into World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on TikTok, Moments with Me Media, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on Twitter, Me Media Moments. And the mean everything is MI. And here's what we have coming up today. Day for the chopping block. Out of the Caribbean corner, Antigua and Barbuda cabinet says African refugees could be given residency and permission to work. Out of Barbados, one year of light bill savings. VAT reduction stays for eight months more. In Guyana, Exxon confirms that Cost Oil will fund 160 million U.S. Ogle headquarters. In St. Kitts and Nevis, 19-year-old is their new deputy clerk of parliament. St. Lucia, government bleeding the people at the fuel pumps. Oh, they're feeling it. In Trinidad and Tobago. This one is so sad. Talk about <sighs> emotional intelligence. Um, man chopped to death after a 23-year-old asked for weed but didn't get it this generation or that generation seems to be a generation of entitlement anyway u.s taxes and immigration implications for caribbean nationals you will want to stick around for that one that's for sure out of jamaica man abducted from house in denham town body found hours later 13 indian nationals arrested in immigration raid in mandeville and a nationwide our radio jm employee narrowly escapes attack by gunmen those stories and more out of the caribbean corner on the international scene the death toll continues to rise in news out of north america on the road to healing tribal citizens are speaking out about boarding schools chinese spy balloon contained technology to monitor communication signals u.s says uh, we didn't need y'all to tell us that we knew that temple university cuts tuition and health benefits for striking grad students in business news purina dog food recalled over excessive vitamin d concerns on the sports scene kevin durant reportedly traded from the brooklyn nets to the phoenix suns okay then all right former nfl players are suing the league over denied disability benefits and believe it or not news now this one i, I haven't read the article i didn't get to read it before but um <laughs> I don't know what to expect when I read it. The Church of England, headed by King Charles III, considers switching God's pronouns to gender-neutral terms. Mm, okay. In the brew, Rihanna says there, there are about 39 versions of her Super Bowl halftime show set list. And Billboard reveals the greatest rappers of all time. Stay tuned for these stories and more. And of course, the great conversation that we always have right here on Coffee So Let's get into some more 90s dance all. Here is Alley Cat, fresh off the block. Here we go. Well, you all hear me? It's no hype. It's just Ali Captain person. Yeah, watching up. Fresh food from half of the block. Here it goes. Tommy sing, well this is all the cat and fresh from half of the block. And when we hold the microphone, they call 
every yard Yes, the full and up potential, we are not dead stop Well then, uh, we are gonna take it to the top again Well, this is all you got, I'm fresh from half of the block And when we hold the microphone, they call me yard Yes, the full and up potential, we are not dead stop Well then, uh, we are gonna take it to the top Hey, uh, the lyrics, you're bad like disease Y'all uh, run, come in a twos and threes Y'all uh, tear off, rip on sun, we shirt sleeve uh, All them one know when they're in a few knees Mixing it up today on Coffee Into inside the Friday Mix. Yes, it's Freestyle Friday, taking you to the 90s, some dancehall rhythms. Yeah, enjoy. So I have 
to vent for a second, just a quick second. I'm, I'm noticing something with TikTok and Instagram, right? I know it's something that has been spoken about, but you know, TikTok and Instagram, you kind of wrong for what you do. If you are promoting your business, what it is that you do, those videos get suppressed. But if you put up videos with frivolities and foolishness and all kind of things want to make no sense, those are the ones that they push. And we know now it's not an algorithm game. It's literally people picking and choosing what they want to promote. But here is what is concerning to me. It is not even a matter of pushing the frivolities and the foolishness because we need to laugh. We need life is stressful. We need to be able to release. But what gets me is that they are even more um, consistent with pushing content that portrays the black community in a quote-unquote negative way. And why do I say negative? People will look at it and feel, oh, we're all the same. We not have no sense. We, all we do is act a fool. Because if you, if you scroll through, that's what you notice. Someone who is promoting, and I've noticed it with other content creators who are promoting their businesses, whether they're doing candles or soaps or fashion or what have you, they will push the celebrities, but non-celebrities, they try to hold you back. Why do they do that? Hmm? Why? <laughs> but anyway, I'll keep my two cents to myself. I just had to let that out. Sorry. Mama, she a work, but she can't seem to cope. We better start juggle with the guns on the door. Now we tangle at the end of the lawman's rope. What? How your knife say, who knew fit things smart? You told you would never ban people's no cards. When you're a man, you're a man, the pandy war part. We miss where we forget, so we are not with not still. How your knife go bow. Gotta say a big thank you to everyone listening online. The Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. Keep it locked. <laughs> The man a rule and nobody now riot Such over son why you dead like a liar How it a go call In a fear of fun If a teacher boy start molest me son How it a go call It a sound it fun Last time no pasta them boy they a ton How it a go call In a fear of rule If a boy a molest me five fear all How it a go call If me get cool I mean a stop till me achieve me cool Me little girl I'm a little boy I'm a blessing Gonna squeeze in one more before we go ahead and get started with the details. And of course, we're kicking it off in the Caribbean corner. Here is Baby Sham featuring Mr. Easy. Let me squeeze this one in. Yeah. 
This one is dedicated to the social media platforms. I said Instagram and TikTok. Yes, I did. Get your act together. it's time for us to go ahead and get started and we are starting off in the caribbean corner Gotta give a big thank you once again to everyone listening online on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, everyone listening on JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you so much for coming to Coffee Until World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views all right first up we head on over to antigua and barbuda cabinet says african refugees could be given residency and permission to work story courtesy of antiguaobserver.com they will not be afforded antiguan and barbudan citizenship but the west african visitors who choose to remain in the country could be offered residency and work permits. That confirmation came yesterday from Cabinet Spokesperson, Information Minister Melford Nicholas. As questions linger after the government's precious, uh, I'm sorry, previous announcement that the hundreds of Africans who arrived in the country on charter flights in recent months will be allowed to remain. Antiguan passport? No, I don't think that is on the cards, but Certainly the whole idea of residency and work permits, that is part of the legal framework that we are considering, he said. The Africans' arrival and failure to leave, having initially come into the country as quote-unquote tourists, has has stirred controversy over the past few weeks. 
with the Opposition United Progressive Party, UPP, going even as far as to stage a protest outside the office of the Prime Minister. There is still no word on how many African refugees have decided to seek asylum in Antigua and Barbuda. The Immigration Department has been tasked with tracking down and investigating just how many Africans would like to be repatriated, as the government has also offered or remain in the country. But according to Nicholas, Cabinet has yet to receive an update. How are you feeling about that one, Javette? Are you okay with it? No, Antiguan Barbuda is small. Are they able to host the um, those who are there as tourists but are opting to stay? Jeanette probably can't speak. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll see how, you know, we need to hear from the citizens. We haven't heard from the citizens. So far, we are only hearing from the cabinet. Um, if it were, well, I don't even have to ask if it were Jamaica, because we already know how we feel about foreign nationals. Uh, we feel as though Jamaicans are slighted. Will that be the case um, in Antigua? Will the Antiguans feel that foreign nationals will get preference, especially when it comes to business opportunities, tax incentives, tax breaks? Uh, will it be easier for them to progress than the citizens of the island. So we're waiting for more information on that one. Good morning, James. Yeah, morning, morning, everyone. How are you? Yeah. I'm good, how are you? I am well, thank you. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, I think what would be interested is to like, if the process um, finalized and everything, to watch, to see if there are more planes gonna, gonna start landing. Because, you know, yeah, that that's one of the things that, yeah, because once, you know, people on the other side hear that, okay, yeah, this this work, you might see plain, plain load of people just coming. So, so, I have to watch out for that. So, let me ask you, am I sensing that you are not in favor of it or what? I don't want to assume. So, let me clarify. No, well, I, I, I can't really have an opinion on it because I don't know the the... the the population of the island and if, if they're struggling in terms of um their own people so i i don't really have an opinion on it if, mm -hmm. if it's a good or a bad idea mm -hmm. but just because you know sometimes it's it's a beautiful island right and it's not um one of the advantage with some of the the, the smaller islands is that they, they don't have the same struggle in terms of economic um economic struggle and crime mm -hmm. because you know you have like a one or two big companies come in the island and and it can that that can um provide um you know good jobs and 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 stable income for and the dollar the, and the dollar is not like you know the jamaican dollar and stuff like that mm -hmm. um so so but i don't know you know if like they targeted that island because they're saying like you know this is a beautiful place um it's it's not too too bad in terms of um, economical development and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't really have an opinion on that. I just wonder, like, if other plane, you know, people start coming because, you know, some people are strategic, right? Right. You let you let, you let a first the first set in, and you're like, oh, they got you. So you know, start loading up planes and you know, finding other, you know, Caribbean islands to to go to and stuff like that. 
All right. So Antigua has a population as at July 2018. This is the most recent information, courtesy of Google. 95,882 people. So let's call it 100,000 people. Let's round up because I'm sure the population has grown since. Uh, the size of Antigua, 108.5 square miles. Beautiful weather. On average, 79 degrees Fahrenheit or 26 degrees Celsius on average. Um, yes, it is a beautiful island, um, as we've heard many times. Uh, 365 beaches, one beach for each day of the year. Um, hmm. So, in thinking, we're all descendants of African, of Africa, sorry. Um, people have speculated the various countries that we um, are from. Some say Ghana, some say Nigeria, some, you know, want to use a region and say West Africa. I don't know. Whichever one. Does it matter? I don't think so. Um, so we should be embracing, I believe. We should be welcoming of others. Right. The goal is to be. Um, what's the right word? I'm looking for the right word. Um, we need to be inclusive. Right. And just as, you know, I want to, for example, get up and move to another country. I would want to be welcomed there. Right. I wouldn't want to be looked down on. I wouldn't want to feel alienated. I want to be received. Right? Go ahead, James. Yeah, the, the thing with, with the islands, I understand it's a bit different because, you know, you know, when I used to live in Bermuda, like when I just got there, mm -hmm. I thought that the immigration um, stuff was, was ridiculous. But the longer, you know, living there and realize that, look, this island only had like 50,000 people. Like, you can't run from one end of the island to the next end in one day. <laughs> um, so, you know, there, there are provisions made for like, you know, like if, if, you, if you go on a vacation and, and, and you see like a nice Antigua, um, Antigua or, or, you know, Bermuda or St. Kitts or St. You know, go on vacation, it means a nice young lady and you say, or a man or whatever, and you get married they're not going to stop you from moving back with your spouse. But in terms of immigration, the way or like places like Canada and America that have the, the land space and, and everything to do that, it can't be the same in, in, in the Caribbean because it's, it's very small. But very small. So immigration, I understand their immigration situation where they allow work permits, they allow permanent resident but not citizenship. So mm -hmm. they have to protect their native people because it's small. Mm -hmm. the, the, the island get overpopulated with, with like, um, two cruise ship stop, <laughs> two cruise ship stop, and Bermuda is like flooded with people. So the same thing with with a lot of the islands. So so their immigration policy can't be the same as, say, like an America or Canada with a big landmass. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of not not embracing your own people or whatever. But I think it's just fear that. You know they have to they have to take care of their natives first, right? And leave leave space for their natives if they want to bring in their spouse from other countries. 
without overpopulating the island. All right. So I'm going to make a quick highlight and then it's over to Javet. Um, just a quick uh, thing that I found here, courtesy of Britannica.com. And this may be the reason why the Africans will want to settle in Antigua. The island, um, the majority of the population is of African descent. Most of Antigua's inhabitants live in St. John's. The language is English, and some two-thirds of the people are Christian. The single largest denomination is Anglican. So I'm thinking African descent and Anglican in terms of religion and um, denomination, sorry. So I think those are two attractive reasons. All right, go ahead, Javette, over to you. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm sorry I missed the story, but I'm kind of caught up. Okay. One thing I want to say is I noticed that a lot of people always complain about overpopulation, right? Mm -hmm. Do we really think that if bringing in these people from Africa or bringing in people from Africa, if it would have something detrimental toward my island, would they even say, yes, let's let them in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The next thing is, they obviously have a place for them to, st or space for them to live and work. Because if not, it, it, it's not like America where we can have places where people are just living on the street. Right. Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave my last thought to myself. Okay. <laughs> government. The government said last week that um, 637 of the more than 900 people that touched down between November and January remained in Antigua. Many of them are Cameroonians, and we know what's going on in Cameroon. There's a bloody conflict back there. So we have to be humanitarian in our thoughts, in our actions. We have to be. All right. Um, and I agree with something you said, uh, Javette. If it were not feasible, they would not have embarked on that um, path. They would, would not have made that decision, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, people aren't going to be living on the streets like you see how we have um, all these uh, people from uh, that cross the Mexico border. Right. And you see them living on the streets. That's not going to happen Good. in the crib. Good. Good. And Good. if it does, mm, let me just leave my comments. <laughs> yes, if it does. We we don't want that happening. Um what I will say is this. The Caribbean, the entire Caribbean or Caribbean, however you want to say it, stands to be a leader when it comes to um, the change that we so desire as it relates specifically to immigrants. We can be the change and show the first world countries, quote unquote, how to be humanitarian, how to treat people. We can do that. 
right now let us remember he did not say they were giving them a passport but he is allowing them to be able or the cabinet rather is allowing them to be able to work now when they're able to work via having work permits doesn't that benefit the economy yeah it benefits the economy taxes are paid more tax coming in more tax revenue coming in the more money they have to put towards infrastructural improvement and maintenance and development you see the u.s is not thinking that way the u.s wants to pick and choose who they let in and then pick and choose if they want you to work why would you allow people to come in and not allow them to work forcing people to work on the table bleeding <laughs> bleeding you're bleeding you're losing a lot of money and then you are oppressing those of us who are allowed to work or what have you when there's a lot of money left under the table that you could put on top of the table by giving people work permits we're not asking you us to give people citizenship but allow people to work legally because many people would um, embrace the opportunity to be able to work even if it's for minimum wage because those who work under the table are usually taken advantage of and paid less than minimum wage i may be wrong i may be wrong but let me go to the chat real quick Geely says cameroon is unstable the french speakers are in a civil war with the english speakers not to mention their president has been in power since 1982 is that even a president anymore that sounds like a dictatorship nobody wanting to move he pre how can he be the president but lives predominantly in france does that make sense there's a disconnect um there um but the u.s does people don't know the proper steps okay dre talk to me because um some people not everyone but there are some people who have tried and get denied so i don't get it i don't get it there are people who have tried to establish themselves legally and still have been denied they're not they're, they don't want to sit down and be lazy they don't want to be a burden on any relative because we know how that go already we put you up for two weeks and after two weeks we're tired of you right there is always a proper channel to go through things and um a lot of people don't know the proper channel how to go about getting stuff for everything that you said the u.s does it so they, they might have a, they might have a broken immigration system but like they you could get work permit from the country that you live in there is always a pathway to citizenship or residency you're breaking up Dre. Is, is, is breaking yeah you're breaking up you're breaking up you're breaking up really bad really really bad so what i'm gathering dre is saying there is a way there is a path but for those who have gone through that path and have been successful are they sharing the information are they passing it along 
so that those coming after them will know exactly what to do and not waste time and waste money. I somehow feel that there's a lot of selfishness. I can, I, you know, from what I gather, especially with Jamaicans, there's a lot of selfishness. They will say, oh, yeah, man, do that. But they're not telling you the steps to take. You have to go and go through the arduous role. So there are people who get frustrated, people who give up. So, okay, fine. The path is there. There's a way to get it done legally or what have you. Share the information. Don't just say, me get it to know. Yeah, man, go on, go down there, so. Go down there and do what? Who do I talk to? What do I say? What forms do I need? What do I need to take with me? Carry, give them that information. Okay, go ahead, Dre. Let's see if we can hear you now. Yeah, you can hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I was just saying, if, if people get the... If people get denied, they get denied for a particular reason, but there's always a path. And what you just explained is more on us as people to help each other. It's not, it's not the government. It's not their fault. The path is there. So if people is not getting the information, it's we not sharing it, right? Mm -hmm. Or we don't know where to go and look for it. So I, everything that you said there, the U.S. does it. It's just that um, a lot of people don't know the path what to take. And that's really as us as a community to help our brothers and sisters to let them know the proper way and proper channels. So when they um, put their paperwork in and go in front of these people, they know what to do. Okay. And so, so the onus is on us then. Fair enough. So let us look within ourselves and see what we can do to help someone else all right okay next up one year of light bills light bills savings <laughs> sounds weird huh sometimes you read something and it sounds really weird vat reduction stays for eight months more and this story is out of barbados courtesy of barbados.loopnews.com value added tax vat will continue to be charged at 7.5 percent till september 2023 instead of ending last month as first planned. This makes it a full year of savings for customers of the Barbados Light and Power Company, BLBC. The news came in the lower house this week, and in addition to Bayesians breathing a sigh of relief, BLPC2 welcomes the news from the government of Barbados of the continuation of the VAT reduction for its customers. Good, 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 good. So they're getting a break from the government, and they're passing it on to their customers way to go i'm sure they're truly appreciative of that our next story takes us over to guyana exxon confirms that cost oil will fund us 160 million dollar ogle headquarters story courtesy of stabroke news and i hope i said that right Guyana, don't kill me as the opposition awaits formal answers through Parliament on the funding of ExxonMobil's local headquarters at Ogle East Coast Demerara, the company's or Demerara, the company's country manager Alastair Rutledge yesterday said that the approximately 160 US million dollar project will be recovered from Cost Oil. It will be the operating center for the offshore operations. It's there solely in order to support the operation. So the costs will be recovered. And the cost recovery mechanism, that's been clear all the way along with the previous administration and with the current administration as we set up the project. 
assuring that the $33 billion building would not be a palatial office. Rutledge said that the spending is prudently being monitored to provide a fit-for-purpose and functional space. He informed that the company provides government with monthly updates on progress of works. So they're watching the coins there and being very careful. Time for us to hop on over to St. Kitts and Nevis. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. 19-year-old is St. Kitts and Nevis's new Deputy Clerk of Parliament. Let me put the link at the top of the page here for my folks on Clubhouse. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, I really am. I'm happy for him. He has a bright future. I hope he will be a positive influence on those um, with whom he will be rubbing shoulders and uh, serve as um, an ambassador to the youth of his country. All right, history was created on Wednesday when Moriel Knight began his new job as the deputy clerk of St. Kitts and Nevis's National Assembly. That is because Knight, who is only 19 years old, is the youngest person to hold a senior role in the country's parliamentary structure. Parliament and parliamentary procedure is not new for Knight, who was the president and vice president of St. Kitts National Youth Parliament Association. Knight told St. Kitts and Nevis Information Service that he was excited about serving in the new capacity. It is definitely an honor and a privilege to serve my country, he said, noting that it aligns with his strong sense of civic responsibility. I'm happy to be given the opportunity to serve in this way, fulfilling a passion and serving my country. Knight said the experience he gained while serving in the SKNYPA would help him to transition into his new role. In introducing Knight during the first parliament sitting for 2023, Speaker of the National Assembly Lani and Blanchett expressed her confidence in Knight's ability to serve as deputy clerk. He comes with a wealth of knowledge and is uniquely poised to be an asset to the National Assembly. He has been an incredible help to the clerk and to the whole office as a whole. Prime Minister Dr. Terence Drew also commended Knight, who he described as a very astute and dedicated young man. We like to see our young people making strides and doing good things. And as I said, hopefully he will be an influence, a positive influence on those around him. Congratulations, Mr. Knight. Next up, St. Lucia, government bleeding the people at the fuel pumps. Story courtesy of stlucia.loopnews.com. Communications Office of the United Workers' Party, UWP, Leonard Spider, has accused the Philip J. Pierre regime of not being creative enough to cushion the shocks of the global economy on St. Lucians. The former Gross Islet MP referenced to the cost of fuel at the pumps, describing it as highway robbery on the part of the government. Having St. Lucians pay $17 a gallon for gas, considering the cost of a barrel of petroleum, is much lower than it was during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Montoute, during the reign of the UWP, gasoline was hovering around $120 a barrel and $13 at the pump. However, 
Now the economy has opened up and life has returned to a semblance of normalcy. The cost of a barrel of oil is around $70. So consumers should not be paying almost $20 a gallon for fuel. According to Montoot, it is criminal when you think about it and you cannot tell me because government needs revenue. That is why they're doing it. You have to find creative ways to generate revenue and not by bleeding the people you care about and seek to represent. Next up, in Trinidad and Tobago, man chopped to death after 23-year-old asked for weed but did not get it. Story courtesy of tt.loopnews.com. A 59-year-old man was chopped to death in Princess Town on Wednesday evening. The deceased has been identified as Kungi Madhu. Police were told that at about 5.30 p.m., Madhu went to check on a 53-year-old female friend along Marcano Street in Princess Town. While there, he was approached by the woman's 23-year-old son, who reportedly asked him for weed, which he did not have. The suspect allegedly got enraged, grabbed a cutlass, and chopped Madhu repeatedly. Relatives intervened and disarmed the man. Police and the ambulance service were called, and the injured man was taken to the Princess Town District Health Facility. However, he succumbed to his injuries. A team of officers led by Sergeant Bridge Mohan responded and were able to detain the suspect and seize the murder weapon. Whew, what a way to go. All because you were denied weed, you killed this man. So sad. That. That story is so strange to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's on purpose? It didn't have anything to do with not having weed? You know, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, um, Javette, was I wonder if, and I know I spoke vehemently about this yesterday, mental health issues being just thrown around, but I just wondered if this was a case of that with this young man. Was the man dating his mother? Because they said he went to visit the woman. Went to visit the... Yeah, it doesn't say if they were dating. Doesn't say. Could be. Because that could be like jealousy or... You know how sometimes a man will say, (laughs) why are you doing such and such with your child? Your child should be old enough to be doing X, Y, Z. True. That just that just seems so strange to me. And the child takes offense to it, yeah. Yeah. That that we could put that on the table too. That is something that could be looked at as a possible reason for this happening. Yeah. Can't leave that out at all. All right. Next up, US I'm sorry, someone else wanted to go ahead before I moved on. My apologies. Okay, here we go. U.S. taxes and immigration implications for Caribbean nationals. Story courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. Listen closely, everyone. We're going to go through this one. A little bit of a read, but we can do it. Caribbean nationals in the USA most likely have never encountered an annual requirement to file tax information relating to their marital status, filing status, income earned, dependents, and the like. Every year, the U.S. tax system requires this information from from taxpayers 
who were U.S. citizens or resident aliens for the entire tax year. One can file as early as January 23, but no later than April 15th, unless granted an extension. These areas are important to note. If you're new to the U.S., please listen carefully. Filing status. The Internal Revenue Service specifies several categories. They include single, head of household, married filing jointly, and married filing separately. The last two can be confusing when a spouse is in the Caribbean waiting for immigrant visa approval. The couple might be uncertain. The term separately does not mean that the couple is separated because of problems in the union. That is important to understand. Rather, the rule is that for married filing separately, a few things must be in place. Firstly, the spouse might live permanently outside the USA. Secondly, the spouse does not earn an income in the USA or otherwise contribute to the U.S. economy. Thirdly, the spouse does not pay any taxes on any wages, salaries, or other income earned in the USA. Finally, the spouse also does not have a social security number. So let me say that again. Married filing separately. Firstly, the spouse might live permanently outside the USA. Secondly, the spouse does not earn an income in the USA or otherwise contribute to the U.S. economy. Thirdly, the spouse does not pay any taxes on any wages, salaries, or other income earned in the USA. Finally, the spouse also does not have a social security number. Another scenario where married filing separately might occur is where the spouses own businesses and want to keep those financial records separate from their personal financial records. The time to use married filing jointly is usually, therefore, when the spouse's immigration benefit has been approved, the spouse comes to the USA and gets employment, or even if living overseas maintains enough economic ties to require the filing of taxes in the USA. Let me read that again. The time to use married filing jointly is usually, therefore, when the spouse's immigration benefit has been approved, the spouse comes to the USA and gets employment. Or, even if living overseas, maintains enough economic ties to require the filing of taxes in the USA. However, the category filing singly should only be used for unmarried persons. I'm going to implore you to get proper guidance from your tax preparer. Someone who does it legally is certified 
and has all the right information someone who takes the up does the updates annually right and is abreast of the all the relevant um things okay please do that do not rely solely on this article that i'm providing okay even if your spouse is overseas you are married there is only a physical distance for tax purposes you must choose married and then depending on the specific situation choose to file jointly or separately there are also spouses living in different states based on various obligations and who dependent on specific circumstances might need significant guidance related to how they file their taxes filing taxes is crucial for immigration cases as every petitioner will have to provide proof of this or show formal arrangements with the irs regarding filing extensions or payment arrangements and you know i completely forgot to pin this link at the top of the page for my friends on clubhouse should they want to um retrieve keep it for themselves or pass it on to someone else and i'm also going to put it in the chat on clubhouse as well because this is important information that everyone needs to have if it's not valuable to you i'm sure you know someone who can um benefit from this so i'm putting i've put it on the in the chat rather sorry and at the top of the page the link is available all right um oops why did i just lose the article my bad uh bear with me one moment let me see if i can pull it back up here okay so um i must let you know that there are resources available that offer um what you may call it guidance on taxes and immigration implications please find them and be informed okay please do please, yeah please really do. Thing I thought because the company what is like a 1099 i've never filed tax before my wife knew it the last time so um uh, we did a whole green card thing but this time you now we work at this company it's like a 1099 company so then what uh with that said the, the company though did the taxes thing uh, you kind of save a receipts and all them is got something there and file the taxes for your own some something to that nature so you know i kind of wonder like oh for kind of go about it and stuff like that so maybe this can help all right so again what you want to do is get a professional to help you all right yeah get a cpa like the last time uh, that would be last time we'll get a cpa so probably just get a cpa again for this same thing all right Thank can you. I? Yes, go ahead, Javed. Can I throw something out there, Yes. Yes. So again, um, Because you're um, because you're on ten ninety nine status, that means you're responsible for your taxes. So make sure you save every receipt that has to do with your work life. May it be clothing, 
Um, may it be anything with laundry, your whatever you're eating during the day, transportation costs, oil you spend for your regular car versus a truck. Save everything because you're responsible for your taxes. So if you made a hundred dollars and your taxes are supposed to be at 22%. The company didn't pay it, but you're going to be responsible to pay it. So what's going to offset your costs is all the expenses that you're um, experiencing outside of your regular taxes. So if you're not paying attention to your receipts, start doing that. All right, so all right, so with Walmart, we'll see if like once we go Walmart or any of grocery type of stuff, we'll buy a bulk of food. We we'll put on the truck. I always save some of those. I'm gonna save them like in a PDF farm. Every receipt you every, have. So even if going to Popeyes and buy two pieces of chicken. That's hold, your lunch for the day, yeah, right? Hold on, that's your okay. lunch during business. Save okay. every single receipt. Okay, take every single receipt. And when you go to the CPA, have a little envelope that'll have meals, food, laundry, you know, oil, gas. Mm -hmm. I know we're in February, but start doing that because you're going to need that for next year. I don't know okay. when you started, but save every single receipt because every single receipt is very important. And I'm just going to say that and I yield. Um, hold on, Afa. Hold on. Um, Javette. Phone bill, records, bills. Be yes, Because everything. he uses his phone uh, because the phone is an integral part of his um, being able to work, right? So you need that to Yaf Afo. Go ahead. Go ahead, Afo. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, man. Um, you know, what them say? At first, we not save like look regular receipts. Him. Like if we go to Popeyes and buy a two plate chicken, we used to save it. And then I think... I, I, I don't know where my wife hear from or what, but like she'll say, yo, um, no, they just say we don't really need that one. But like the, the receipts for, um, we call it something that, like Walmart or, you know, them places that was do big grocery shopping. Those are the ones that we need. So those are the ones that I have from, we started from the truck till now, those are the receipts that I have. All the grocery shopping lists, uh, those are the ones we have. But like smaller receipts, like if we stop and buy one drinks or maybe a chicken sandwich or whatever, I, now we just get rid of those. As well, I didn't even know about the whole um, fuel for the for the car, because well, that's like on home time still. Like whenever we get home time, the truck park, then I will go home. I'll take out the, the car out of the store. Let me ask you a your question. mileage, your mileage exactly. from your home place to your workplace exactly. is considered. A tax expense. Yeah, you oh. can write that off. All of that. All right. Can, all right, all right. can I add Just something hold, really quick? Hold so. on, hold on, Afa. Afa, hold on one second. What I'm going to suggest you do, Afa, is just take note of everything that um, Javette is saying and that sin is going to add in. The reason I'm expressing this is that they handle this sort of thing. All right. This is their. This is in their line. The of film work. department. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead, Sin. Go right ahead. So, um, there's apps. Thank you. So there's apps that can actually track your mileage that you can download. Just moving forward. So the advice I'm going to give you is just moving forward. Perhaps it might be easier to open a. If you can't open a business account, maybe a business credit card. Um, because what happens is it's very hard when you commingle like your personal expenses with your business expenses. Remember, a CPA is not a bookkeeper. I don't really know how much CPAs charge um, 
if they charge a flat fee or they charge per hour. I charge per hour, right? So for me, I'm not gonna bookkeep. Like, so I'm. If you give me a thing of receipts, I'm gonna be like, "What's that? You total it yourself." I'm not a bookkeeper. So there's people that have bookkeepers. A lot of the bookkeeping you could do yourself, or you can teach yourself how to do bookkeeping because you really don't want to have to pay anybody to total all your receipts. I, that's me because what. I do. I don't total up people's receipts and stuff like that. People come to me with everything kind of together because it's wastes my time and my time's expensive and I do charge by the hour. So if someone wants me to total their receipts, I'll be like, okay, it's $500 an hour, right? So, but that's just me. You might want to look for someone who is, um, you know, versed on small business and, there's people on YouTube, there's people online that they will charge you a bit more, but they will walk you through um, like step-by-step step on how to like set up your business for the future. And so everything is automated because at the end of the year, you want to just print a few things out. Like you don't have time to, you know, you're trying to run your business. You want to just automate it, use apps, use, you know, a separate business card. You don't necessarily need a business account. You can just get a separate business card where you put your business expenses. That way you don't commingle your personal, your, you know, um, your, uh, your personal, your business. You want everything in case you always want to think like, what if I get audited? You want to make it as easy as possible. So just advice. So, uh, uh, so I don't know if I explain now, the company that we work for is a 1099 company. So it's a fleet, we work for a fleet and they partner with like other mega carriers like for example uh, the one we're at now is, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Panther. So the, 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 the fleet owners, them have the trucks and you know, they, they give us the truck because we don't per se have our own business. Now it was like we kind of lease the truck from them as well, them kind of explain it. You know what I mean? It's not like we go out and take out, create a business and have an LLC and anything like that. You get what I say? We just work for these people, but how them do it, they're saying, hey, we are a 1099 company. For example. Yeah, so you're kind of like a, you, you're kind of like your own boss. You're just, even though you guys don't have an LLC or anything like that, you're kind of like your own boss. You're just borrowing our trucks and you guys are running for these other mega carriers and stuff like that. So. They're saying that when you come on to the, the taxes, uh, you kind of respond for your taxes. Um, the fuel and all them something, like them deal with all the fuel and uh, some uh, anything needed for the, for the truck, them deal with all them stuff there. All we do is just drive, get the load there, to and from, and when I time for the taxes, we do with taxes. And I'm saying, save a receipt. So as I'm we, saying, we, we understand that, Ethel, yeah. but what we're saying, because you're a contract worker, you're able to write off specific things yeah, pertaining to that, yeah. your work life going from home and going to your business. Yeah. So maybe even the first Uber thing driver. you need to do is maybe Google contract work in the United States and kind of look through that. Then go to the irs.gov and look up 1099s and how they work. 
you're because you're a contract worker, you may not have an LLC, but you're still considered you're not working for someone else. You're working for yourself. Mm, okay. So because yeah. you're working for yourself, you need to track your expenses regarding the work that you're doing, not how you're maintaining the trucks, unless the company says when you maintain the trucks, it's coming out of your pocket. That's different. But anything else that you're doing from day to day to get you from point A to B, you're responsible for as a contract worker. Even if you have to wash the trucks, right? And it's coming out of your pocket and the company is not reimbursing you for that. That is an expense that's coming out of your pocket. You don't have to be your own business owner, but Okay, Afro? Uh, yeah, man, here, man. What are the, not the counter, the only thing come out, like if we buy a bulb or a certain stuff and them say for take a picture of the receipt and then reimburse us or um, like for the bulb and, you know, maybe like an aisle or coolant. That, that's about it. But, so, Afro? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. May I hear you? Just go to the irs.gov and look up 1099 responsibilities. Yeah. Just look up contract thing. worker. Okay? Just do that first, okay? I'll give you the ADHD version. Go to TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. I don't use TikTok. Oh, man. I love TikTok. Just go straight to IRS and read through some of the bulletins. Okay? Definitely will do that. All right. Anything we need to know furthermore, me... You know, we ask you guys, you know what I mean? Okay. So another, another department. Come we're auntie, just another looking out. We just look, we're just looking out for you, Afo, okay? We know, ma'am. We know, ma'am. Come auntie, another department as well, but uh, Jamaica fear thing this thing. So, <laughs> so she can't can help. Ask her about yeah. that, you know what exactly. I mean? Uh, they are a different country. All right, Afo. All right. Thank you so much, Um. Give Sam. thanks, everybody. Are you back, moment? Yes, I'm back. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, give thank thanks, you, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much, Um. Javette and Sin for that valuable information all right um it is so important that we have this information and remember folks what i provided is not legal advice it is intended for informational purposes only you have to do your due diligence and i like what you said um javette to go to irs.gov you know, you may not understand the language in depth, but at least it gives you some sense of awareness so that when you meet with someone, you have questions. You are armed with questions that you can pose. And if they answer in a way that clarifies what you have read, good. If what they say deviates or in no way is aligned with what you have read, find somebody else. Find somebody else. And the IRS actually has a customer service number that you can call and speak to an agent. Sometimes, depending on the season, it's busy. Sometimes it's not. Because I even called them when I needed information on applying for certain things for my daughter, my daughter in college. Right. 
they have that number there as well. TikTok and all the other places, they do have information and they do have people that can break it down simply. But I always say start with the source. And the source is IRS. <laughs> right, right. All right. Thank you so much once again. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. Hope it was beneficial to someone listening online as well. All right. So, Afo, there you go. One-stop shop. You get some little gems here and there, okay? And good advice, good recommendations. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we have more stories out of the Caribbean corner. We head on over to Jamaica. But for now, we're taking you back to the 90s dance hall of course um <laughs> can't go wrong with that one right you know borrow money from a girl you know choose food from her and you know sleep next door big on that watch me what was that do they work out your girl yeah so she come at chat on a girl like say she a food food in a your pot and no chat a girl it champion life it come touch and make you go should be coffee you must be thermos and they open this up over like a crocodile And you know the tear and jump up me dear child One a penny, two a penny, oh what a style Show you off your rodeo and this girl a go a while Can't afford a bus dish off you walk a couple miles A good bag then to fly the veranda tile And no joke me a make, then look if you see no smile If a money, you get it in a tile Show you never catch a girl, yeah So how she come a chat on a girl like say yeah she a put food in your pot And no check the girl bitch and tell her if he come touch a me too
Happy Friday. Thank you to everyone listening online. The Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. You're inside the Friday mix. It's Freestyle Friday. Taking you back to the 90s. Enjoy. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. I'm a 
Pepper seed rhythm. I'm 
jump on your corner. If you realize that you every man a feature, errors of give for me send non-stop lecture. All I've got is love, baby, baby, take my hand, cry without intermission. Love with me, I can be will forever expand and you whine. So could never be on sunshine. Woman, just unleash your passion and let go to take you for a stroll across the ocean. And I will pour out all of my emotions. Sing along, no fun or look your boat, me no in a derise. Yeah, no matter what you do, most of you get less good. Run till you run right out of the place. You know, they still out there, let me take you away. I said, now the ice cream melt when left the cake. I give you my all, no, my life is at stake. Oh, my nigga, you run, I would love to partake. Pop, big laugh, make bread and shake. No matter, give the road, boy, no room, no, no rake. Yeah, you could make such a rebel mistake. Open in a kitchen, so put in a feedback. Watch out, they got them on the shake. I sing, say, no fun, I look you up, me no in on the race. Yeah, no matter what you do, most of you get less. Put a road till you run right out of the race. You know, they still have the night. Yeah, boy, I say, sir, you are the hottest thing wherever they play. get back to business the rest of the stores in the caribbean corner out of jamaica but before i do that let me say a big thank you to all the listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com everyone listening on janoradio.com and of course gotta give a big thank you to everyone right here with me on clubhouse after all this is where the conversation happens i'm moments with me you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go oh sorry forgot this part tune in every monday through friday 9 a.m to 1 p.m eastern this is where i read the news and we share our views you can also follow me on twitter at me media moments on instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on tiktok moments with me media and the mean everything is mi all right let's go ahead and get back to business our first story out of jamaica former pnp senator delano franklin has died story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com former people's national party senator delano franklin passed away on thursday after ailing for some time last september franklin was hospitalized at the university hospital of the west indies at the time there was an urgent appeal for blood for him with general secretary of the pnp dr dayton campbell disclosing that he needed up to 10 units per day a long-standing member of the pnp franklin was 63 years old he previously served as minister of state in the ministry of foreign affairs he was also a businessman and attorney and was the managing partner of the law firm Wilson & Franklin, which was founded in 1998. 
He received his secondary education at Kingston College and his tertiary education at the Michael Teachers College, now Michael University College, the University of the West Indies, and the Norman Manley Law School. He is a former chairman of the Governance Committee of the Michael University College, the Coffee Industry Board, the Michael Manley Foundation, and the Asafa Powell Foundation. In 1999, he was appointed a Justice of the Peace, and in 2000, he was named one of the distinguished graduates of Michael University College and received the Millennium Award. In 2016, he publicly shared that he was hospitalized with Guillain-Barr Syndrome, GBS, after he was infected with the mosquito-borne Zika virus. He detailed his struggles with a life-threatening disease which results in muscles weakness when the immune system causes damage to the peripheral nervous system. May his soul rest in peace. Thank you for having served in politics in our country. Next up, man abducted from house in Denham Town, body found hours later. Story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. The body of a 45-year-old man was found close to Maypen Cemetery in Kingston on Thursday. The deceased has been identified as Fitzroy Davidson, a resident of Little King Street in Denham Town. Reports are that the man was at his house talking to relatives and a few hours later he could not be found. A search was launched and several hours later his body was found dumped close to the Maypen Cemetery. Sources close to the community said the man was at his home when he was attacked and abducted. The incident triggered shock in the area where Davidson lived. He was close to the community. I'm sorry, sources close to the community said the man was at his home when he was attacked. I'm taking it then. But he was talking to relatives at his house. So if he was attacked at his home, Nobody saw anything. Nobody heard anything. No vehicle driving off. Nothing. I'm a little skeptical about this story. Hmm. Something is off. But I'm sure more information will come to light as it becomes available. Our next story, uh, 13 Indian nationals arrested in immigration raid in Mandeville. This is in Manchester. 13 foreign nationals were arrested on Thursday following a joint operation carried out by the Passport Immigration Citizenship Agency and the Counterterrorism and Organized Crime Investigation Branch in Rosedale Drive, Mandeville. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio, JM.com. Head of the Manchester Police Superintendent, Shane McCullough, told Nationwide News that the foreign nationals of Indian descent were taken into custody for overstaying in the country. They were picked up between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at an apartment complex. The superintendent says so far investigations have revealed no link to human trafficking. However, we do also have a story that came in about three hours ago uh, courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com persons of interest among six held as cops raid premises in mandeville T- a team of officers assigned to the manchester police division have taken several persons into custody following an operation in rosehill district manchester on thursday 
Reports are that um, between 5.30 a.m. and 7.30 a.m., lawmen conducted an operation in the area where premises were searched. During the search, six persons, two of which were listed as persons of interest, were taken into custody. Not sure if this is really connected, but they say so. I don't know. Their identities are being withheld pending further investigations. And an and employee narrowly escapes attack by gunmen. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. A nationwide colleague narrowly escaped the jaws of death on Tuesday afternoon after gunmen attacked his vehicle while driving to work. The colleague says one of the men disguised himself as a beggar asking for help to transport his son to the hospital. We've distorted his... Um, thing whatever you call it to identify to protect his identity i think it's his voice they meant to say come on triple n you can't be reporting a story on your own employee and not get the english right hold on one second folks let me just jump and grab the sound bite for this one uh bear with me one moment I was traveling on about one thirty. I was traveling on Old Hope Road, but there was a lot of traffic on Old Hope Road, so I decided to take a detour and it's a safe time because I was going by my office. So I took South Camp Road, and upon arriving at the T junction of South Camp and Honor Road, I turned right to use Honor Road to get back onto Marasta Road to go down to downtown. Upon arriving. At CBTC, I saw a guy in the middle of the road, basically circling. Help, now they get help, 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 help. So the guy in front of me stopped first. Naturally, a motorist would stop in front of you, would stop too. So when I stopped, I rolled down my windows and asked him, what's wrong? When I looked at him, he was vaguely familiar, a little bit familiar to me from high school. But I, I didn't make that known. And so my son, my son, sick and bad night, please not bigger. So I said, go for your son. When all of this was happening, there was a guy across the street walking towards the car. And I made eye contact with him. I saw the guy at the car looking up at him. And push him on inside the car and hold my shirt, trying to drape me. Within all of this, we just hear, pull, pull, pull. Okay. Our, our colleague says he drove off in panic. He says he acquired several cuts and bruises as his car windows were shattered from the bullets. He reported the incident to the Crossroads Police Office. Head of the St. Andrews Central Police Division, Senior Superintendent Marlon Nesbeth, confirmed the details of the, the details incident. details of it is that he was driving his car along Arnold Road about 1.30 p.m. When he saw someone who he knew before, he stopped on the request of the person. A dialogue between them didn't go in a pleasant way, so he attempted to leave the person, accosted him. He managed to go into his vehicle, and subsequently to that, he reported that gunshots were fired on the vehicle. There's damage to his vehicle, which is a Nissan Note motor car, and the matter has been investigated from our detectives at Harper Tree. To ascertain the veracity of the report, one, and um, to uncover any other background to it as we pursue possibly a perpetrator and possibly a crime, as reported. That was Senior Superintendent Marlon Nesbeth, head of the St. Andrews Central Police Division. Word of advice. Keep your window up if you can. No sorry for nobody, no stop for nobody. Because you don't know what can come out of it. Unfortunately, because here it says that this is someone he recognized. I couldn't make, if anyone else was able to make it out clearer than I was able to, 
uh, because they distorted his voice to protect his identity. Please let me know because what I gathered he was saying, he stopped at a red light and somebody draped him up. I didn't hear him say anything about an altercation or whatever happening prior. But um, anybody else? Let me know if I missed anything. Just be careful, folks. Just be careful. In our <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, hey, Prezi, yeah. good morning. Oh, sorry, morning, morning. What time of the day you see that? Uh, Tuesday afternoon, in the afternoon. Yeah. Or oh, like after work or, or, or lunch? I'm not sure. I couldn't really. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me see. Well, one thirty. I was traveling. On... Okay, one thirty. One thirty. Wow, brazen. They're, they're getting more brazen, Prezi. They're not care anymore. Broad daylight, morning, noon, or night. They don't really care. Yeah. We can only ask that everyone be as careful as possible. JP accused of fraudulent conversion in $27 million property transaction. Who can tell me what the gender is in this one? Don't y'all answer at once. <laughs> so JP accused of fraudulent conversion in $27 million property transaction. Is this male or female? Female. 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 Good morning, everyone. Female. We're on a roll. We're I look like we're female. The latest trend. <laughs> you know, when we said we wanted to take power, this is just not the way that I expected to take power to 2023. But... Proceed. Go ahead, moments. I'm sure female. But before I even get into the story of Solo, let me ask a question. Think back back in the day. Who you think were the minds behind a lot of the atrocities that happened in Africa? Remember, you know. Woman. The, 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 the female is the one that always whisper in the king ears, you know. So Thank the, the, you. The, the, woman have, the woman have the power neatly, you know. So exactly. all, all, all this time when women say they want power, they want power. They've always saying, had it. Yeah, why you want to be masculine? You're looking at masculine power. Get into your femininity and use the power that you have. You have the power over the man. You just need to just know how to use it. Just whisper in his ears and he do everything you tell him to do. Oh you just kind of lost me a while ago. Ooh, wow. What did I walk in on? What did I miss? <laughs> no, no, seriously. No, yeah, he just lost me a while ago moments. And you watch the guys that do everything and, 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 and she look at like, look at him. I have the king in my hands. <laughs> when Beyonce I so much movie. No, when Beyonce said it in her song, what song was it that um We Run the World? She no, ain't, she ain't joking. But the thing is that we have been made to feel as though we're not powerful. But if you think back, let's look at Samson and Delilah. Let's look at David. Remember what David did? He did it because of a woman. Moments, you can go all the way back to Adam and Eve. I mean, we can go as far back. <laughs> really lost. To the beginning. What do you mean you lost? What do you mean lost? What do you mean you lost? You lost because... Not how well, so well, people still are right. Not something real happened in our real life. Okay, no, so, whoa, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Okay, here's what I'm saying, Afro. A woman can get a man to do 
anything. Yeah, like you're not doing the, the whole um, slavery and the, all them stuff. So, isn't that an atrocity, Afro? No, because you say atrocity in Africa. So, so like, it didn't the atrocities happen in Africa because women wanted jewelry, them wanted diamonds, and them wanted bigger and the bigger. They wanted more and more, and the men, in seeking to satisfy the woman, carried out her desires. I don't know what that, I don't know of no story like that okay, out of Afro. Africa, so I can't, I don't know, I never come across no story like well, that out of Africa. Well, if you don't know the story, yeah. doesn't mean it didn't happen. You get what I mean, so, but I can't tell you for a fact, say it happened over here, so, during them time there was slavery, I know that for a fact. So, Afo, stop right there. Moment, read the story. Moment, stop read right the story. there, because I don't think Afo grasping what we're saying. Let me get into the story. Anyway, uh, JP accused of fraudulent conversion of $27 million property transaction. A justice of the peace, who is also a paralegal clerk, is now behind bars. She is accused of fraudulent conversion and engaging in a transaction that involves criminal property and was this week charged by the fraud squad of the Jamaica Constabulary Force. The JP, 50-year-old Georgia Messam White of Green Village in St. Anne, reportedly received over $27 million from the complainant to purchase a property but is alleged to have failed to turn over the funds to the contracted attorney. The police said in a release Thursday that this occurred between September 2018 and April 2019. An investigation was launched and Messam White was arrested. She is scheduled to appear before the Kingston and St. Andrew Parish Court on February 16. Uh, okay, so Afo, let me go back to what, I, what, what, I, what my question initially was. When I read the headline, who... What gender do we think committed the crime? Unanimously, those of us who responded said, woman. Oh. Yeah, and I'm going to get to chief and just chief, I'm going to get to you in a second. So I said, let us look back to the atrocities that happened in Africa. We know that I'm not saying Africans committed the atrocities. I didn't say that. What are the different countries that went into Africa? You have the Dutch, you have the French, you have the German, you have the British, you have, and the list goes on, the Spanish. That's what I'm talking about. But go ahead, Chief, go right ahead. Chief says, pass me, I'm no longer available. <laughs> you know what, Chief? <laughs> Chief, you ain't gonna wanna interject and don't speak. <laughs> okay, well, since you explained a lot that we there, yeah, we get where you're saying. Okay, good. Yeah, good, yeah good, them, good. them people there will come in and invade the, the continent, and yeah, no, we get where you're saying. And Dre, you are right. Women have always had the power. I don't care which man think them more powerful. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't get it twisted. And this is not about male versus female. I'm just saying what I'm saying. You're right, but that's still, you get me? Because, you know what I mean? We can go from Asian chemist times, they get what I mean, when certain war that take place, you know, for defend them land, and, you know, it, uh, it, the, 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 the pharaoh, you know, or the king, the always have the, the woman right beside him as the main 
person for help them throw a bottle, so you're absolutely right about that. Alright, hold on. Give you another one, okay? <laughs> yeah, B. Talk your shit. <laughs> Partner, let me upgrade you. How you gonna upgrade me? It's higher than number one. You know, I used to beat that block. Now I bees the block. <laughs> I hear you be the block, but I'm the life to keep the streets on. No, this true the type that like to keep them on the leash, though. I'm known to walk alone, but I'm alone for a reason. Sending me a drink ain't appeasing. Believe me, come harder. This won't be easy. Don't doubt yourself. Trust me, you need me. This ain't a shoulder with a chip or an ego. But you think they all mad at me for? You need a real woman in your life. Taking care of home and still Still fly. I can help you build a. 
<laughs> you okay now, Dre? You okay? <laughs> See, the men care. <laughs> the men can't handle it. <laughs> Dre. Dre and Chief sweating. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys okay? Chief, you said, can you speak? Yes. Now? You ready, Chief? Yes, Empress. You, you may speak. You may. <laughs> Damn. Thank you. Whoa, okay. Thank you. Please, please <laughs> sit down. Sit down, oh, please. Lord have mercy. We're having fun today. We're having fun. <laughs> sit down. Joe Okunle, sit down. <laughs> Go so, ahead, Chief. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. Because this is a very serious matter. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> see, see, you sound you sound like someone who has not arrived in her own power. So please take a seat. Take a seat. You know what? Okay, take you, a seat. You have the podium. Listen, Go right listen. Ahead. My thank king. You, thank you. My king. Yeah, Danny. <laughs> okay. Now that I have your attention. Woo! See, see, the problem is. In this hemisphere, we're the only people who have truly forgotten what it took Beyonce to tell us. We already knew these things, right? Kings knew these things. That's why they were always surrounded by a group of women, right? You had your chiefs. Then you had a group of women that you always had. There was, there was not even a men's society that did not contain at least one or two women. Because you needed to balance the power and you needed that influence. So let me just speak for my own, my own country, right? Niger. In Ogun State, Abelkuta, where my family is from, we have a festival called Gele Day. Gele Day Festival is to honor the power of women every year, right? We do this to appease the power of women because women have an innate ability to affect the psyche of any individual woman or man, right? We, we've lost touch with that completely. It's so powerful in Nigeria that we even have men who masquerade because see the masquerade societies are run by men. In order to appease the women, the men will dress in female clothing and try to exemplify and edify female movement and demonstrate to the highest level their appreciation for women's movement and ability. Once they perform, they must get approval that the women are appeased. So Yalode, the head chiefs, the, the high level women will approve of this thing, right? The, this, this idea of power is not equal, can't even be, Western, Western society and thought can't even compare to it. We can't even find a, a, an equivalent or a parallel to equate to it. That's why come you don't see women in Africa raising their voice with men. That's not a common sight. Primarily because women know the kind of power they possess. All they have to do is look at you. It's, there are women who can kill a man with just her visual look. We have no comprehension of that. Now, if you go to the old country, you'll hear people talk about it. Go up in the mountains of Woodside. You'll hear older elder women talk about it. This woman vexed me. Why, well, how, did, how is that possible? Or this person killed this person just by looking at them. Right? So that's not a new phenomenon. It's just one that we, we look at as being an, a, a polarizing uh, 
power power dynamic. That's something we play with here in the West. In Africa, that's not something you play with because it's all about balance. How do we balance this power dynamic and how do we utilize it? So what is how does that woman who says I have disability, how does she how does she how does she interact right with that male in influence? It's so different. Like it's not even something that we we have and have a relationship with because we've been we've adopted Christianity, which said that woman is the cause of every problem. In Africa, they say a woman has the power to create or destroy in both in the ultimate way, like the ocean. You can swim in it or get drowned in it. Pick your pick your medicine. When you respect something like that, you you know how to utilize it to protect your family, to protect your relationship, to protect your lineage, to protect everything. Because women carry the mystery of God in her womb. Right. And that is that innate ability to say, I knew my I knew my husband was had died or my family member had died. Something or a child had died. Somebody that was connected to that woman's womb because the womb space is energetic and psychic all by itself. But I'm talking about stuff that we don't we don't get raised with this kind of stuff. We adopt other people's traditions. Oh, Solomon and Delilah, Samson and Delilah. <laughs> you know, we we bring up all this other madness, you know, Adam and Eve. As if man didn't have the, you know what I'm saying? It's like, man didn't, we have, take the all of these, man didn't have the what? Finish that one. Man didn't have the what? Yeah. He didn't have a connection that says, I trust and I value her input. What, like, you got to create a whole a, a talking snake? Really? <laughs> we got to create all these, like, we got to create all of these uh, fairy tale dynamics to get us to understand something that's not even real. Like we, there's no evidence of anything like that, but we have plenty of evidence about the power and the effect of a woman. We just let somebody else bastardize the idea of it and tell us what it is. So men have always understood that. It's just you now, but now that you, we know we live in a confused state, it's easy for a man to manipulate a female's power because she don't know her power. So Beyonce got to get on stage and tell you the power you got. <laughs> As if you didn't know. <laughs> Shoot, dismiss me with that. The king has spoken. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. So let me jump to the chat real quick. Thank you so much, Chief, for making your speech. Thank you for putting the mic down. Um, so Gili said Nigeria got its name from a woman also, a colonizer, but still a woman. Uh, Nigerians also say after God, fair woman. <laughs> And uh, in response to that, Dre is saying, ooh, that saying is right after God. You should fear a woman. Dangerous. But I want to say something to you, Dre. Think about it. How many men, even Barris Hammer put it in his sock. He want to go home, but he's afraid. He don't want to hear her mouth. He know what's going to happen. How many men, how many husbands... Have you heard say, I got to check with my wife? Not, I'm not talking about the respect part of it and that being the right thing to do. But there are many men who fall in line because of a woman. There are many men. So if, so if, so if the woman is next to God and, and, and you're supposed to fear God, According to the Western science, we don't teach to love God. We teach to fear God. I'm a God-fearing woman or man. I'm not a God-loving woman or man. 
So what we do is we fear the power as opposed to love the power. And that's why we're screwed up. So doesn't fear also could mean that you don't want to hurt this person? You don't want to do wrong that's not fair. person? That's not, that's not fair. Think about it. If Marlon says, I would never hurt you. And you say, why, do I, why would you never hurt me? Because I'm afraid of you. Would you rather hear that or rather hear him say, because I love you? Because I love you, of course. Okay. So there's your answer. It's simple. It's very simple. It's just that we've adopted the fear concept over the love concept. Right? But just like fear, think about but, this. But hold on, Chief. We have to understand that fear doesn't only mean afraid. That's the thing. We have to look at the other words, the synonyms. And I think that's the issue. We look at fear as only meaning afraid. I don't want to alarm but this fear, person. I don't want to cause this person to is, panic. So we have to expand the word, right? True, true. But fear is not real. Danger is. Fear is, an is based in illusion. Right. Fear don't even have to exist for you to believe in it. Like you, in this moment, what are you afraid of? Now, you can create in your own mind the illusion of fear based on what you predict may happen. And it may not ever happen. That means your fear is based in illusion, not in love. Because love would have hope, would have faith, would have an idea about what the future perceives. Uh, I'm still going to stand. I think because for me, I know that there are several meanings or other words that can be used in place of fear. So I don't look at it the same way as other people do. You know, so that's going to be a little hard to kind of sway me, you know, away from the word fear to look at it as only to mean afraid. You know what I mean? I, that's I completely understand. Yeah. And, and you're not the only one. I mean, that's a, that's part of our conditioning. And I say our on intentionally. Right. I mean, think about how we deal. Think about how we deal with death. If if we don't even let's say you subscribe to the ideals and the theology of Christ. If people really loved Christ, you would never put a cross on top of the church. You would put a heart or something that speaks to his resurrection or love. You don't speak to the assassination. You're like, what if he got killed in an electric chair? You put an electric chair on top of a church Would every steeple have an electric chair on top of it. But if he had not been killed by... But could that, we that also look at the cross as a reminder of the burden that he had to bear for our sake? The cross represents death in a moment. But That's it also it... represents life because he's not no, on it the doesn't. cross. For me, it represents life because... Oh, oh okay. Well, right. For me, it represents life. Dangerous. Because he's no longer on the cross. All right. Yeah, you, you ever hear about this thing when you're the on? You ever hear about the unk? The unk? The hold on, hold on a second. Uh, Chief, Chief, your mic, your mic. Go ahead, Afo. Chief, your mic. Yeah, go ahead, Afo. Yeah, you have the unk. Yeah, the unk is a, is a kind of symbol from Asian Kemet. But it represents life. It represents a man and a woman coming together and creating life. It, so it kind of looks like the womb of a woman. The top part looks like a womb of a woman. And then the like the stem represent the man, you know what I mean? And it connect to the, the, the to the womb of the woman and create life. So that is the ankh. Now when these colonizers come, them take the ankh and them change it, take out the top part and put on a next stem. <laughs> a next part represent the man and put it together and say why uh, um, this uh, which in reality represent death but them also associated with 
um, Christ and all them things eh, which are not so, supposed to go. Same with the swastika. The swastika is a symbol where it represents um, peace, love, harmony. But then them come and take it and put it and put this stigma and turn it into something evil. So whenever somebody says the swastika, them think about what Hitler um, did to the Germans and, uh, and to the Afro Afro Germans. Eh. You get what I say? So if from you know, from you, you, you know these stuff, it's like you won't easily get caught up in a whatever society, this Western society or the colonizer or tell, colonizers tell we say, oh this means this, that means that. No, because well, you already know the truth, already already know the source, you already know where them get the stuff them from, and all them do are just take us, take your story, take your symbols, and put us for them only to spin on it. You get me, and, and then put it out in the world, and then people start to believe, say, oh this come before this are uh, this are the original one no all you have to do is go back to the source so person so again we have these discussions with my auntie them because they are christian you know and it, it kind of hard to get through to them but i say you know what I just instead of trying to force it upon them i just say look at the end of the day it no matter what is our energy and no matter when i call the energy as long as we're not push forward positive energy that's all that matters. So if you don't want to call it God, Jesus, all right, then cool. Uh, you still not pray for me, I'm praying for my wife, and all right, cool. Uh, a positive energy will not push, and we'll just leave it at that. But there are some stuff where you have to just unlearn. You have to really unlearn it. You can't just continue to go with it because you grew up come here to never question it. If you try to ask about it, oh, don't question it, don't question it. Or just because society say, I, I saw it go, that means I saw it go. So I will leave stuff you have to unlearn. And when you unlearn and go back to the source, you see where them get these things from. You know uh, what I mean? Ask. All right. So I'm going to throw one little thing at you, but go before me, Javette. So I understand that we all have different beliefs. We all have different meanings for different things, but you have to allow everyone to walk in their truth. We have right now a whole U.S. society that's trying to unlearn what has happened in the past <laughs> instead <laughs> of standing in it and walking through it. And unfortunately, you can't force that on people. Mm -hmm. We can take the information and do it what we feel works with us at this time. And I do believe there's always two sides to a coin. There's never just one side. So I yield. Okay, well, you said what I was going to say, Jafet. Thank you. You, you said it. You absolutely said it. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Chief. Thank you, Afo. Thank you, Javette. All right, we're going to keep it moving. JCF um, steps up all island initiative to combat domestic violence. Story courtesy of jamaica.loopnews.com. In an effort to bolster the framework or reduce or eliminate incidents of domestic violence in various communities, the Jamaica Constabulary Force JCF has embarked upon a series of workshops and clinics geared towards educating the residents in various communities and domestic violence. The JCF in a release said the organization has implemented several intervention strategies to detect, prevent, and treat matters related to domestic violence through educational sessions island-wide. The release went further to define and look at different areas of domestic violence. 
Domestic violence is any consistent behavior to gain power and control over a spouse, partner, girlfriend or boyfriend, or intimate family member. Essentially, it is a willful act of abuse by the perpetrator to exercise power and control over a victim. Can you identify the different types of abuse? Psychological, mental, or emotional abuse is abuse which deliberately destroys your self-confidence, making you feel useless, stupid, or crazy. It can be described as a type of brainwashing where you believe that everything that goes wrong is your fault. Then there is verbal abuse, constantly putting you down, calling you names, making you feel worthless, or making comments about your competence. This can also include threats of physical abuse. There is also financial abuse. When you are not allowed to have a say in financial decisions, being refused money for family needs, or being made to get into debt for the other person. And we have sexual abuse. Being forced to have unwanted sexual contact or being drugged to have unwanted sexual contact. Physical abuse. Physical assault can take many forms from pushing, poking, biting, burning, slapping, hair pulling, strangulation, using a weapon, smashing things or hurting children or pets. Operating principles for the Domestic Violence Intervention Centers. Deputy Superintendent Jacqueline Dillon heads the JDF's Domestic Violence Intervention Care Unit, including its network of domestic violence intervention centers island-wide. The Jamaica Constabulary Force, guided by the expertise of highly trained police team, brand this compassionate, accessible service, DVI Care one that includes the physical centers and a broad range of services to those in need. How can the police help? Well, when a case of domestic violence is reported, the police will take a statement from the complainant. All information collected will be treated with confidentiality. All reports of domestic violence or abuse are recorded and a receipt given to the person making the complaint. If the report is one of physical assault, whether the injury is noticeable or not, a statement is collected and a letter to seek medical attention given to the person making the report. If the complainant indicates that he or she does not want to proceed through the courts, this is also recorded in the statement and signed by the complainant. The complainant can be further advised to seek the advice of the courts for a protection order or otherwise if necessary. If the matter is to proceed through the courts, it is to be investigated and appropriately dealt with by the investigator following proper case management procedures. The Jamaica Constabulary Force Domestic Violence Intervention Centers provide assistance to anyone who is being abused in any way by their partner. Persons who need help are encouraged to call or visit the DVI center or police station closest to them for intervention. And remember, no one 
gets turned away. What I will say is this, I am grateful for this being in place, but I do hope that the police officers will take the complainants seriously, do their jobs effectively and efficiently. And we do hope that the, the complainants or the, um, those who have been abused in any way, shape, or form will be willing to go and make the reports. Because if no reports are made, then they're going to feel that, you know, well, we can do away with this because no one is taking advantage of it. Protect yourselves as much as you can, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that wraps up stories out of the Caribbean corner. Next up, we're just going to go ahead in the interest of time. We're not going to take a music break now. We'll wait until a little closer towards the end. We have stories out of the, from the international scene. Oh, yeah, the death toll um, is continuing to rise. So far, they are well over 20,000, story courtesy of the Associated Press. Emergency crews made a series of dramatic rescues in Turkey on Friday morning, pulling several people, some almost unscathed from the rubble, four days after a catastrophic earthquake killed more than 20,000 people. Uh, temperatures remain below freezing across the large region, and many people have no place to shelter. The government has distributed millions of hot meals as well as tents and blankets, but was still struggling to reach many people in need. Mustafa Turan rushed to his hometown from Istanbul hours after the quake struck to check on his relatives. He counted 248 collapsed buildings between the airport and the city center. The journalist said on Friday this morning that 50 of his relatives had been killed and scores of people were sleeping outside or in tents at night about 4 a.m it got so cold that the drinking water froze turkey's disaster management agency said so far 18,000 in excess of had been confirmed dead in the disaster no figures have been released on how many have been left homeless but the agency said more than 75,000 survivors have been evacuated to other provinces. Engineers suggested that the scale of the devastation is partly explained by lax enforcement of building codes, which some have warned for years would make them vulnerable to earthquakes. The problem has been largely ignored, experts say, because addressing it would be expensive, unpopular, and a restraint to, keep to the key engine of the country's economic growth. As I'm reading that part, that last paragraph, I, I'm thinking about my country, my home country, Jamaica. And I'm thinking about driving from where I live into Kingston. Before the highway was built, you'd have to go through, you know, towns, Philadelphia, Bamboo, Claremont, Manigue, and then you hit uh, Mount Rasa, Mount Diablo, you know. But in particular, Mount Rasa and Mount Diablo. And I, you would see these homes cotched upon the hillside. And they would look as though a shower of rain would just wash them away. Many people are building homes on land that they have no business building homes on. 
land, if the land is deemed fit, the infrastructure is not built in such a way that it is safe. How many times have we seen stories out of Jamaica of flooding, especially along um, river banks and homes wash away and they blame the government for it. I don't know why you blame government. You went there. Right. But we have to be careful and I understand financial constraints. I do get it. But what you're also doing is putting your lives at risk. Shortcuts. Shortcuts. Refusing to follow the proper channels. I get it. What we should ask for is affordability as it relates to getting permits and having um, inspections done. That's what we should be asking for. Instead of avoiding it because we say we can't afford the expense, we should cry out to the government to make it more affordable for us. That's what we should look at, look into, appealing to them. All right? Go Can right I- ahead. Yes, go ahead, Javette. Please go right ahead. So in watching the news um, they keep having this one scenario where two buildings just kind of drop, just kind of, you know, fall into each other. And with what you just read, them saying that they knew certain buildings wouldn't be able to um, sustain an earthquake. So where would you move those people? that are in those buildings because obviously there's nowhere else maybe there's nowhere else for them to live that they didn't just you know say people couldn't live in these buildings because if we have an earthquake i think all of those are on the mind of the people in government oh an earthquake we haven't had an earthquake even here you know we haven't had a flood in this area in a hundred years and now it happens i think all of that plays in the mind of government and, and how do you change that? How do you change that mindset? How do you now go forward and think, okay, we got to think about the future. So we need to get these people out of this building now because we don't know when or if an earthquake is going to hit. Is that really feasible? I, I just wanted to throw that out there. That's a good um, spoke in the wheel. I think to some degree it is feasible. They find the money for other things, but they keep making excuses. That they so, don't, that they hold on a second, Apple. I think it is feasible, but they keep making excuses. They find money for war, they find money for um, dignitaries to go about, right? I think they can do it on a phase by phase basis. For example, let me ask you a question, Javette. When, when you look at those crumbling bil- buildings, are you seeing steel? No. Okay. All right. So I believe that they can rebuild right there because now they're going to have to find people. I mean, you're either going to have to do it by force or by choice. And right now it's a matter of by force. So to rebuild, they have to ensure that they're rebuilt in a safer manner. Why is there no steel in the construction? I, I mean, that's still not something to say that people will be safe because I literally watched the towers <laughs> crumbled okay. and they had a whole bunch of steel in them. 
so I guess I guess more so my mindset is how can we build right in order to make people safe not really knowing the detriment of mother nature Hmm. you know Javette I'm gonna let you go Afa but give me one second you know the only thing I can say is let us do due diligence let us dot our I's and cross our T's and then after that everything else is beyond our control let us control as much as we can let us make sure that um codes are maintained let us see to it that you know recommended building codes are adhered to and the recommendations based on uh, what is provided from the government's um different sectors specifically those relating to engineering and construction and once we have followed everything that is put in place, there's not much we can do, right? They say eat healthy, but we're still guaranteed death. We, we, we try to eat it. They say don't smoke, but you can still get lung cancer. But we try our best to do everything to minimize as much damage as possible. After that, there's not much we can do. I don't know if I'm making sense. Am I joking? Yeah, I understand. I get yeah. you. All right, go ahead, Afo. Oh, oh, cool. Um, no, um, Jumpy kind of asked all the, the, the kind of saber thing already. You got me, I said. Okay. Um, because as we said, you know, yeah, them while the government then have the funds, any <laughs> idea you can't really look. I mean, look how much time people protest. You know what I mean? But better housing. Look how much time we watch when every rainfall take place at Jamaica, and some people live at certain places. You know what I mean? Them always get washed away or landslide and nothing really come out tight as soon as the storm clear and the debris clear then people start to build back the same place because the people them come and them cry say yo we want better this better that and them come on tv them sit them talk them look a political talk and then that's it it don't not take place you get what i say so the people them are in idea them have to survive they have to live so they what am i gonna do they have to gather back some board where they can gather and go back and go build right to spot the, the most just get washed away or maybe move in a little bit further <laughs> inland you get what I mean, I say? and then you know and just go on and who say nothing happened but uh, people have to survive people have to live because any idea the government not do nothing you know what i mean so uh, it's all about survival yeah all right thank you thank you so much Okay, so now we are going to step on to stories out of North America. Native American boarding schools are back on the back of the headlines. On the road to healing, tribal citizens are speaking out about boarding schools. Story courtesy of NPR.org. In a high school gymnasium about 20 miles south of Phoenix, a room full of people shift in their seats. The space is silent with every small creak echoing in the high rafters of the building no one wants to be the first one to speak finally a tall woman with dark hair stands up and walks to the microphone she speaks in english but introduces herself into hono odham they call me april ignacio and I am providing testimony on behalf of my family, she says. In her hands, she holds a stack of papers that she reads from. 
Ignacio is one of hundreds of people in attendance, from small children to elderly tribal citizens who have come here to speak to Interior Secretary Deb Haaland. The public forum at the Gila Crossing Community School in Haaland's fourth stop on the Road to Healing Tour. For months, she and her staff have been traveling the country, listening to survivors and their families tell of the abuse they experienced in federal Indian boarding schools. Many people, like Ignacio, brought written testimony that was pages long, so they did not forget anything. My family, in particular, has five generations of boarding school attendees and survivors, Ignacio says. She went on to tell of her grandparents' experiences of abuse and the lasting impacts of it on her family. That's exactly the kind of thing Holland flew over 2,000 miles to hear. I want you all to know that I'm here with you on this journey, she promised. I will listen. I will agree with you. I will weep alongside you, and I will feel the pain that you feel. Holland is Pueblo of Laguna and the first indigenous woman to serve in her position. She's also personally invested in this work. Her grandparents attended federal boarding schools. In the past few years, the Department of the Interior has taken the unprecedented step of acknowledging the role its boarding schools played in the long-running federal effort to erase native languages and cultures. Children in this system were forced to cut their hair, only speak English, practice certain religions, and ultimately assimilate into mainstream or white culture. Punishments were harsh, and many children never made it home. Those who did bore deep scars that Holland is hoping this process will help to heal. As rows of tribal citizens sat facing the secretary, some said her background and understanding made them feel empowered to tell their stories for the first time. June Marie Holiday Wanika drove over 400 miles, or about seven hours, to attend the second stop of the weekend, deep in Navajo Nation. Wanika attended one of the government-run boarding schools in the 1950s at just six years old. Before she left home, her cousin gave her some advice. You're going to get picked on, he says. I want you to learn how to fight. She had to learn, battling both the students who bullied her and the teachers who harassed and hit her. I fought to live each day, she says, and I have scars in my heart and in my mind. After the meeting, she choked up as she recalled the moment she got to tell Haland her story. I thanked her for the opportunity to speak, she said, and it brought me peace to know that it was finally spoken out. Waunika said that opportunity was worth the long drive and the gas money. She said she felt it was her duty to speak out as a way of paying it forward to the next generation. She now has grown children of her own and grandchildren to look after. Her grandchildren, she says, are about the same age she was when she was first sent to boarding school. Boy, I'm so glad I made it through those things and I found peace talking about what happened to me. Wanika smiled with pride 
as she talked about it. It was an honor. I read this because it is such a shame. And you know, history is important. And history is not, <laughs> let me not go down that rabbit hole. But it is so important that history is taught, not whitewashed. The truth passed down. History used to get told by people sitting in groups, gathered together somewhere, whether in an open field, in a living room, around a fire, somewhere. And the stories get passed on. Some have documented the stories. And those who took the time to document the stories so that they could lie in the annals of history went through great pain to ensure that they were made available. But somehow, those stories are being deleted, burnt, torn up. So we now have to go back to doing it the old-fashioned way, passing it along orally, in groups such as this, back to our living rooms, back to gathering in open spaces around campfires, talking about the struggles, but also talking about the advances, the wins, the opportunities, talking about it all, because you can't have one without the other. We can't just look at good, 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 good. We have to embrace the experiences that channeled the good that came out of them. But it is a shame to know that in this very country, the indigenous, and I, I know it happens globally, but I'm speaking specifically to the United States of America. It is such a shame to know that the indigenous had to fight to be recognized as human beings in a land which was their own, is their own, let me correct myself. The indigenous still treated less than. The little that they have fought for, the lands that they have fought for, we have people wanting to impose on them, to remove them. What would the United States of America be had the indigenous not let them in, as they do in some countries in the South Pacific Seas? No one can go there. They shoot arrows at you. They fight you off. They will kill you for trying to come to their land. What would have happened what would have been the fate of this country had that happened? Have you ever thought about that? Those who write the stories and are talking about, oh, this is the country our forefathers left for us. Do you know that you wouldn't be here today had the indigenous shot arrows at you? all along the shorelines of the West Coast, the South Coast, and the East Coast? What if that were the case? 
I want you uh, to, uh, uh, Afo, please allow me. What if that were the case? What would be the story today? What would it be? And I leave you with that. Thank you. Go ahead, Afo. Hello, Mavis. Good morning, Teflon. Go ahead, Afo. Go ahead. Yeah, but I said they were doing that. Some of them were, were doing that. But what these people, these criminals, because that's what they, what they were, they're criminals. They got kicked out of them country and they came here. Um, yeah, so they had guns. <laughs> the, 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 the natives, them never have no guns. They go, man, I say. Um, it's even some uh, some Africans that were here. You know what I mean? Because not all Africans come by slave ship. Somewhere are living here amongst the natives. You get me I say? Thousands of years ago. They even say it themselves. So at one point they even have to link up with the natives for fight these people. But as I said, them come with guns. Um, the natives and others that were here, the Africans were here, them all, they had like spear and arrows. You know what I mean? I say? They, they never have no guns, no, no gunpowder, none of them stuff there. The, the colonizers, they're the ones who, who came with the guns and the, you know what I mean? And, and, and during battle, I guess, and also trade, because it was documented that they were traded, some weapons as well, you know what I mean? And some were taken during battle, where they end up get hold of um, the, the guns and the gunpowder and you know, them learn how to use it. You get me? So, they be try to fight to protect up them land, just the same. Yeah, but, it just sad that some got overpowered, some didn't. You know? But, it, it, it rough. It, it, it rough. So, I can't say it rough. Yeah, just All driving right. past, like, oh, in Arizona. Oh, so, no, you're good, man. Just driving past in Arizona and places like that and see how them live, like, in the middle of nowhere. You have to past the next town or come up until the next 200 or miles are and I was like yo it always must feel some type of way and I say yo John will start them got you the same thing as we people them got you to you get me as a uh, by the hands of these these things because they can't be human I'm not think you're human at all if you know what I mean so it, it, it's sad all right thank you Afo Republican AG Sue ADF over new rule regulating pistol stabilizing braces. Story courtesy of CNN. A coalition of primarily GOP-led states sued the Biden administration on Thursday in an effort to block a new federal rule that subjects pistol stabilizing braces to additional regulations, including higher taxes, longer waiting periods, and registration. The rule announced earlier this year by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives went into effect on January 31. Gun control proponents have argued that stabilizing braces effectively transform a pistol into a short-barreled rifle, which is heavily regulated under the National Firearms Act. But in the lawsuit filed by 25 Republican state attorneys general, a Second Amendment Advocacy Coalition and two of its members and a disabled gun owner who uses the stabilizing braces, the plaintiffs argue the regulations are arbitrary and capricious 
and are not covered by the 1934 law or the Gun Control Act of 1968. The rule regulates pistols and other firearms equipped with stabilizing braces, even though the text, structure, history, and purpose of the NFA and GCA show that the statute does not regulate such weapons, states the lawsuit, which names Attorney General Merrick Garland, the ATF, and its director as defendants. ATF declined to comment on the lawsuit. CNN has reached out to the Justice Department for comment on the suit. The coalition of states challenging the rule is led by West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, who said Thursday during a news conference announcing the suit that the ATF's new rule is also another case of a federal agency not staying in its lane and doing the job the Constitution clearly delegates to Congress, writing laws. Let's call this what it is. An effort to undermine Americans' Second Amendment rights, he said. This is an egregious final rule turning millions of common firearms accessories into short-barreled rifles. This is completely nonsensical, and it is a nonsensical regulation. According to the new rule, manufacturers, dealers, and individual gun owners have 120 days to register tax-free any existing short-barreled rifles covered by the rule. They can also remove the stabilizing brace or surrender covered short-barreled rifles to the ATF, the agency said. Restrictions on stabilizing braces have been hotly debated after they were proposed by the ATF in 2020 when the Bureau suggested a new rule that would regulate pistol braces under the NFA. The 2020 proposal sparked a major backlash from groups such as the National Rifle Association. The regulations challenged on Thursday were given new life in 2021 after pistols with stabilizing braces were used in mass shootings in Boulder, Colorado, and in Dayton, Ohio. At the time, Garland unveiled several proposals aimed at curbing gun violence, including re-upping the restriction on on pistol braces. Chief, where are you? I want to ask you how you feel about that if you are able to speak or if oh javet are you able to speak what are your thoughts oh i was just going to say my king you can speak my king <laughs> thank you Empress. so um I, I think it's um it's an over it's an abuse of power by the government and, and most definitely abuse it's a misleading um I mean, you got millions of people who own that type of rifle. I'm, I'm one of them. And at one point, you have the ATF who says it's okay. So millions of people go out and buy them. That's not a big old giant long rifle you got to carry around if you want to use it. Or you can use it in your home. And, it, you know, it's the, for the ATF to turn around and create a rule that says you, that's now illegal and you could be, be a felon if you don't remove the brace. Like, wait a minute. You're the one who said it's okay to do it. Millions of people went out and bought one because of you. Now the same person who made the rule is now reneging on the rule and trying to create legislation. ATF doesn't create uh, laws. They create rules. So for them to overstep their power is is egregious. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and it's a true violation of Second Amendment rights. So how, how many people, how many people you know who don't watch the news, who are not going to get a letter in the mail from the ATF saying, "Hey, we saw that you have registered rifle and you need to do this within 120 days." It's so highly unconstitutional. Like, if 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 that happens, it it, it would be, a, I, and I doubt that it's going to happen because mm-hmm. almost every state has also issued a lawsuit in regards to that. Mm-hmm. So that's my perception. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chief. Uh, Javette? Or let me, let me say. I'm going to bow out. I'm going to bow out. This bow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let Chief, I'm going to let Chief handle that. Let yeah. him handle that one. Okay. All right. Let me, um, bear with me one second, Clubhouse. One second. I'll be right back with ya. Okay. Here, here I am. Here I is. <laughs> Let me stop that. Okay, so our next story, Chinese spy balloon contained technology to monitor communication sing- signals, the U.S. is saying, story courtesy of CNN. The Biden administration has determined that the suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that traversed to the United States last week was operating with electronic surveillance technology capable of monitoring U.S. communications. This is according to a senior State Department official. The balloon was capable of conducting signals intelligence collection operations and was part of a fleet that had flown over more than 40 countries across five continents. We know the PRC used these balloons for surveillance, the official said. High-resolution imagery from U-2 flybys revealed that the high-altitude balloon was capable of conducting signals intelligence collection operations. Signals intelligence refers to information that is gathered by electronic means, things like communications and radars. But I do have a question. What happened to the 40 countries that it crossed over (laughs) and the other four continents? Nobody cared. They just looked at it and said, oh, balloon, woo, how cute. Really? What about the defense um, arms of governments in the other countries? 40 countries and nobody cared? Nobody? Uh, go ahead. Go right ahead. Maybe, maybe they've never seen it. See, I'm like when Trumpy you know, pre- um, was the president. Um, a three times now it happened over here so too and nobody even knew until just the other day you know what I mean so <laughs> it can be one of those situations eh? nobody can you know how far that there a fly and cars over here so everybody keep on a look up <laughs> you know what I mean so somebody just like hey wait a minute what the hell is going on you know what I mean that's the moon what what is that you know but yeah we found out because I didn't even know that what three times yeah three times it happened um when trump was president so it i can't be i was gonna say i can't be one of them situations eh? but yeah not chill for now yeah well, the, the question is uh, how how big was this balloon was it was it a really big balloon three bus length three um wow, yeah, the size wow. of three uh three school bus yeah the size and of no one and no one noticed it exactly my point <laughs> teflon <laughs> That's crazy. If it was a sm- if it was a small size balloon, I can understand. But for a balloon that size, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, Teflon. You, yeah, 
I'm, I'm glad you asked the question because it's ridiculous to me. Even the blind, even what's his name? Stevie Wonder would have seen that. Richard. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Prezi. No, yeah, I'm there. I say, see, I'm blind. You know, I say, see, I'm blind. Yeah, and therefore, I must, uh, I guess, I that did, uh, um, them did apply. Just see, I'm blind because if a balloon that big, nice guy, nobody not see it. You know. Something is off. But anyway, what, what, who, who am I? Right? Let me sit down in my little hole and mind my business. 40 countries, five continents. Nobody saw it. Another one ended up over Latin America. Went through the Caribbean. Nobody saw it. Everybody blind. All right, then. I same when I got blind when something just dropped on a head top. Temple University. Cut, 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 cut it. Tuition and, <laughs> and health benefits for striking graduate students. Story courtesy of NPR. Temple University is withholding tuition and healthcare benefits for more than 100 working graduate students who are on strike for better pay. Pay the people, huh? Some research and teaching assistants at the public school in Philadelphia received an email notice on Wednesday that their tuition remission had been revoked for the spring semester. As a result of your participation in the Temple University Graduate Students Association Union strike, tuition remission, it's a benefit offered by many schools to help finance employees' tuition costs. It covers $20,000 a year at Temple, according to the university. Temple is now requiring the graduates to pay their tuition balance by March 9 to stay enrolled in classes or else accrue a $100 late fee. This is needlessly cruel, said Matthew Ford. It has definitely angered and energized a lot of the people since the graduate benefits were cut off. More people have joined the strike. Graduate students took to the picket lines on January 31st after over a year of stalled negotiations between Temple and the Graduate Student, student Union. The union is accusing the school of paying wages that fail to cover Philadelphia's cost of living. TUGSA has not responded to NPR's emails and direct messages. Temple said in a statement on Thursday that students were warned that taking part in the strike and not showing up to work would cause them to lose their full compensation package, which includes tuition assistance and free health care insurance. Pennsylvania law prohibits workers who refuse to work from receiving compensation and work-related benefits. That's according to the university. More than 80% of union-affiliated grad students continue to work and receive full pay, health benefits, and tuition reimbursement. The union, which represents about 750 TAs and RAs, is proposing an annual base wage of 32,800 up from the current 19,500 average salary grad students receive temples um, proposal raises the base salary salary excuse me for graduate employees to 22,500 2026 you know Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. <laughs> when I was going to college, 
I don't remember what was going on at the time, why we needed to strike. Um, but when we decided that we were going to strike, the school tried to do the same exact thing to us, you know, omit our financial aid because we were striking. And because of that, I was taking care of myself at the time. I couldn't afford to lose anything. So I had to stop. But one thing angered me, this country claims that we're supposed to be able to protest. We're supposed to be able to strike as long as it's peaceful. But every time afterwards I've seen that happen, there's always been some type of consequence that happens to the people or persons. And I still don't understand it. So I really don't. And don't appreciate it either because supposedly that's what this country was founded on. But <laughs> I yield my mic. It's all uh, Javette, that's all. Javette, remember I said, was it this week or last week I said, freedom does not truly exist. There's nothing called freedom of speech. Isn't that what it falls under? The right to speak out, the right to protest? What does it fall under? Correct me if I'm wrong. No speech. I think you know some civic question we look for. So that I one of them. So yeah, 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 you're correct. But again, it's just an illusion. Why do you think them said American dream? It's all a dream, you know, real. It's just an illusion. It you know was what I mean? all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. <laughs> <laughs> salt and pepper <laughs> let me tell you something it is free as long as you comply with certain things the minute you go against or speak up and speak out you are a problem Jive, and you every little thing that's afforded to you it's taken from you so when people talk about oh you can get free money for gas school not no go so enough free it is an exchange for something else because if somebody gives you something and it is freely given to you it comes with no attachment no contingencies i give it to you right javette i say to you here is twenty thousand dollars go to college pursue your dream go live your life and that should be it full stop. But no, 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 no. I'm going to give you this money, Javette. You can't talk about anything. If I do something wrong, you dare not speak out against me. I'm wrong, you know. Remember now, I'm wrong. You cannot speak out against me. And guess what, Javette? I'm giving you the 20000 but you have to work for me for two years. Is that free? What part of that is free? And when you work for me for the, tw for the two years, I'm going to pay you $20,000 less than you are capable of receiving. But it's free, Javette. Enjoy it. Go live your dream. Is that free? Yeah, that's not freedom. But um, if, you, if you don't answer, answer to anyone, you own, if you own everything and you own your own assets, um and you own your own empire, then that would be classified as being free. Thank you. Thank you, Teflon. Thank you. And that's what 
that's what Kanye West is um, trying to do right now. Thank you. So you come back full circle, right, Teflon? Yep. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, but he's crazy, right, Teflon? Yep. Okay. Thank there's you. a what what they say there's um there's a process to his madness or something like that. There's a method to his madness. There's a method to his madness, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We've but, all been sold a so dream. Far as you, so far as you live live and depend on the system, there's no freedom. That's correct. It was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, people. See things for what it really is or what they really are i should say right see things the way they are and move accordingly right move accordingly it's not hard it isn't hard just fall in line that's all the truth is in this world you don't own anything you really don't and let me break it down. What do you mean? Let's look at your car. You paid for your vehicle cash, right? What are the things you have to do to operate that vehicle? Insurance, tax, service, parking. <laughs> <laughs> Should I continue? Go on. <laughs> I'll, sh I'll, share, I'll share the stage. <laughs> Because Tef, go ahead, Alpha, go ahead. Well, they come out and tell us, oh, nothing and be happy. So, you know, as well as, as um, I don't know if nobody realizes it now, um, social credit, they might do like what China do. So, you yeah, better be on the best behavior or it's not can't do nothing at all. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so, just be prepared for what's about to come in the next couple of years. That's about 20, 20 30, yeah. So, want nothing and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds scary, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because here's the thing. If you don't register your vehicle, you can't put it on the road. If you don't register your vehicle, I'm sorry, if you don't pay insurance, you can't register the vehicle. You can't put it and, on the road. And, and if you don't pay your fines, they'll take your car. Then you don't own it. So, it's, And then you have to pay them to get it back. <laughs> yeah. You have to pay for what's yours. Huh? You have to pay for what's yours. Explain that to me. Hmm? Explain it to me, somebody. Because I don't understand it. You own your house. You've worked 30 years, paid off your house, you own your house, and you're like, yes, I have my title now, Safimi. Nobody can chat to me now. <laughs> We're here to collect property taxes, but it's my house. <laughs> Ma'am. And, and then if they want to build a bridge, <laughs> a new highway, they, they, they take on intimate domain. Oh, aren't they, aren't they now charging for air tax as well? Air tax. Like, if you, if you own a house, they, they're now charging air tax now. <laughs> I'm sorry.
sorry. This is it's preposterous, I must say. Hmm? I, you know, there was a time Teflon and I used to say, at least the air I breathe is free. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore, it ain't. <laughs> you don't own nothing. You don't even own the air. <laughs> Very soon, I'm going to be like Oliver Twist. Anybody saw that movie or read the book, Oliver? Please, sir, can I have some more? More? <laughs> Very soon. Very soon, that's what it's going to be. More. And then I'm going to drop and run. Because how dare me ask for more air to breathe in. <laughs> What's that movie with Justin Timberlake where the you have a time clock on your hand? Oh, is it called Out of Time? Ah. Out of Time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love it i love it i love it oh my gosh um <laughs> in business and tech news okay this is serious i love dogs i really do my husband is not allowing me to get another dog my son and i we both lost our dogs they died of old age i had a beautiful toy poodle he grew old loved him ever faithful and then my son number three he had a bijan frise loved him too beautiful dog they both died and i've been begging for a dog and my husband is not listening to me um he tells me and i'm gonna be honest folks i'm gonna be very honest he tells me when i learn to take care of a dog i can get a dog um that kind of hurt but uh, i don't know what it's gonna take for me to prove to him that i can get I, i'm gonna take care of my dog because I leave the kids to walk my dog, or he has to walk the dog, and um, yeah, but... I salute you, Marlon. <laughs> the king has spoken. <laughs> I, walk back, I walk back a dog. So I'm trying to tell him that, me and my son, we need the dogs for emotional support. He ain't having it. He's like, what you have me for? <laughs> anyway. <sighs> I grew up with dogs. Dogs were my friends. When I had no one to talk to, no one to play with, it was the dogs, me and my dogs. I used to read to them. He, he ain't getting it, though. Hope one day he will understand. But on a serious note, Purina dog food recalled over excessive vitamin D concerns. So if you're giving your dogs the Purina brand, you may want to um, double check on that. So Purina is voluntarily recalling some of its prescription dog food because of potentially elevated levels of vitamin D. The recall includes the Pro Plan Veterinary Diets L Elemental Prescription Dry Dog Food. Why gotta have such a long name? Purina received two reports of dogs with signs of vitamin D toxicity after eating the food. Mega stop right here, Sophia, a second. Have they removed the Simply Life brand of orange juice from the shelves yet? Because that's been in, that's been going on for a while. Because of toxic chemicals in them, but they're still on the shelves. Can we have what? those recalled, please? Why would they? You're not a dog. The dogs come first. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> My point, right? 
Ah, uh, yeah. So Purina received two reports of dogs with signs of vitamin D toxicity after eating the food. Once they stopped eating the food, the dogs recovered. While vitamin D is an essential nutrient for dogs, if they ingest too much, it can cause vomiting, loss of appetite, increased thirst, increased urination and kidney dysfunction. Okay, let us do it the old school way, the way I know back in Jamaica. Turn cornmeal with some chicken back or crushed bone. Give that to your dogs. Cook the food, get a dog then. All right? Every, everybody will be okay. But yeah, quick recall on the Purina dog food, but I'm still waiting on the recall that I think it's simply orange is a Pepsi product. Am I right or am I wrong? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Thank you so much for um, clarifying that for me. So there is a lawsuit I hear in place, but I remember when I last went into the supermarket, I saw them on sale. Buy one, get one free. A class action complaint was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern Court of New York on December 28th, just the other day. December 28th, it was filed against the Coca-Cola company, claiming that the major beverage producers, Simply Orange Juice brand, contains toxic levels of per and polyfluorinated substances or pfas why is it then still on the shelves all right mega double check something i'm gonna do let me pull up this supermarket chain and see because the last time i went into not this supermarket but the last time i went into um you see this foolishness when it affects human beings them slow but just two reports <laughs> two reports a dog <laughs> it's still on the shelves still on the shelves in supermarkets folks I guess the only way they're going to listen is if we don't buy it. So please be careful. The suit probably. So does it have to include a recall for them to do right by the public though, chief? If I owned a company and this came out, I'm not even going to wait for a lawsuit. I'm not even going to risk it. I would rather retain my reputation. I would rather show that I care about the public than care more about the profit that I'm going to make. I wouldn't risk it. But you know what? Everybody cares about money. I guarantee you there are people not drinking it. And let me stop right there. The recall should not have to be a part of the lawsuit for them to take the necessary steps. Why is it that we, yes, was it yesterday we spoke about the fact that the problem that exists in the United States of America is that we are a reactive group of people. We are not proactive. What is it going to take for us to change our stance, change our modus operandi? It always has to be the, at the extreme, the end of the road before we choose to do something. We can't be proactive because when we be proactive, they take things from us. 
Lord of mercy. Where is it? We're caught between a rock and a hard place, Javette. Yep. All right. In sports news. Former NFL players are suing the league over denied disability benefits. Here we go now. A group of, story courtesy of NPR, a group of former National Football League players is suing the organization, alleging that it has a pattern of denying disability benefits for those with both physical injuries and mental impairments, despite evidence from medical and team records. Marlon, when is your group going to get it together, please? And thank you. You make billions of dollars off of these players, but you don't want to look after them. And that is why I made the comment some time ago that they're just overpaid slaves. And I know I shouldn't use the word slave with them because they're getting paid, but they're discarded after they're done with them. The plaintiffs include Jason Alford, Daniel Loper, Willis McGee, Michael McKenzie, Jameez Olawale, Alex Parsons, Eric Smith, Charles Sims, Joey Thomas, and Lance Zeno. They are seeking redress for the wrongful denial of benefits, the denial of statutorily mandated full and fair review of benefits denials, violations of planned terms or governing regulations, and breaches of fiduciary duty. According to the complaint, which was filed on Thursday in the U.S. District Court for the District of Maryland, several of them had their applications for benefits denied on multiple occasions, marred by conflicting reports from doctors with denial rates often exceeding more than 90 percent, the lawsuit says. The complaint suggests the doctors who analyzed the plaintiffs were highly paid by the league and therefore purposefully minimized the former players' complaints in reports so the league was justified in denying their applications to avoid payouts. Conversely, doctors who made less were more likely to accurately detect disabilities and lawsuit. The lawsuit says, for example, the complaint says a doctor who evaluated Smith was never paid more than $72,765 in a year from the board in 11 years. From April 2015 through March 2016, he was paid 34268 The next year, after the doctor found 20 impairment points during his examination of Smith and the player was approved for disability benefits, the doctor's pay fell to 16711 The plaintiff points out that physicians are supposed to be neutral. But the league does not have a system in place to audit physicians' reports or collect data on how many claims are approved or denied and does not penalize those who make inaccurate or incomplete reports. And just by sheer, you know, luck, the NFL was not immediately available for comment. <laughs> When you're going to have a conversation with your NFL people, uh, Marlon, so that they can do right by the players, current and retired, and those who are desirous of getting into the league so that they can stop using them for their end result, their end gain, to sit in their sky boxes, sipping on Moet Sean Don, knocking their crystal glasses, 
while saying, <coughs> look at that. <coughs> Ooh, I almost said it, right? Well, I already have a conversation with them. Now I got to have a conversation with the players. Because all those names you call, they were highly paid. They should have saved their money. No, Marlon. They aren't I they entitled? Nobody's entitled anything. Okay. They know what they were going into from day one. This has been going on for decades. Not say I'm picking up for NFL, but you know what you're going into. Save your money. Put your money in just in case you get um, injured or something happened. You cannot depend on NFL to pay your bottles or your, or your medical fees. Not going to say they can't do it. Yes, they can. But you know what you're going into. In any sport you're going into, you cannot depend on anybody to say, okay, I'm going to depend on them to, to pay my medical bills. No. You need to put something aside just in case something happened. I can take care of myself. So I'm not going to say NFL been like this for since day one. But remember, a lot of these players, I understand most of them are black. Most of them come out of uh, um, poor neighborhoods. So when they, most of them, once they get that $10 million check, they blow it. Nobody's there to tell them to say, hey, you know what? This is a dangerous sport. Um, one hit in your head and you're out. One hit in your, your, your um, ankle, wherever, and you're done. Let's save some of this money just in case I get a hit and, and, and something happens. But the NFL is not going to do anything, and it will never change. You could sue them all you want. It's not going to change. You have to man up and say, no, I'm going to save my money and stop blowing it. Okay. I and what you're saying, they're high-paid, um, whatever name you use. <laughs> but be smart. You have to be smart. And these kids, these guys, we're talking maybe 15, 20 years, they, you know, they've been in the NFL, maybe 10. So they know what was going on from a long time ago. You know. So at what point, Marlon, do you hold the NFL responsible? At what point? When? When are they going to be forced to change the way they operate and the way they handle their players and stop looking at them as cash cows? But they're an NFL. Nobody can. Nobody governs the NFL, so you cannot force them. They nobody, don't have a conscience. Well, they probably did it. As at the end of the day, the way I look at it, and the way they're probably looking at it the same way, I pay you. Uh, it, may, it might sound wrong, and it might sound like, you know, I'm picking up for them. I give you millions of dollars. What did you do with it? It's a business. It's just like you go to work, and you don't you don't have insurance. If you don't pay insurance, you cannot get medical help. And the government does not, does not have to give you, um, what do you call it, the free insurance they give you. They Medicaid, don't have to, they don't have to give you. We pay you, you pay your own insurance. Take up personal insurance for yourself. Nobody owes anything. And that's the issue with a lot of, you know, we think they owe, they, nobody owes anything. Ouch. You know, so I the NFL is, is, 
It's NFL is NFL, and that this will never go anywhere. NFL is not going to go anywhere at all. Yeah. Well, I'll say this before before you go, James. I'll say this, Marlon. What you said was like nails on a chalkboard running down in my ear. Oh my gosh! All right, go ahead, James. Yeah, uh, Marlon, you watched the interview um, with Chad Ochesinko with Shannon Sharp. Yes, I did. Okay, so I, I believe that um, players like him need to 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 kind of mentor, like they need to mentor some of these young guys, um, because you know, as you said, I don't think it's going to change. It's not going to change because what's what's happening? They're looking at the NBA and they're looking at how the NBA um, kind of gave the players certain leverage, and a lot of people would say like they see like the players abusing it, like with the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, so so the, the NFL, they could be looking at it like, we're not going to make this a player's league like the NBA because we saw Ben Simmons, we saw Kyrie Irving, we saw all these type of stuff. And we don't want to, we don't want to give you a $50 million a year contract to play half, half of the game. So I believe that if these guys really want to play football, you either don't commit 100%, like when you're going in for like a... a, a a, a tackle just protect yourself protect your you know don't you know go all out um and insure like get your get your own insurance and one of the thing with um ocho cinco like he was saying that he saved 85 percent of his if, of his money when he was playing because he's like i take southwest airline i'm not flying flying private he said all of his jewelries were fake like he goes to like the walmart type store like everybody and shop and buy like him twenty, thirty dollar shirt, and yeah, I think a lot of these guys, if if the NFL is not going to change, and you still want to, you still can go in and and play the sports and change your, the, the your create generational wealth for your family, but protect yourself, you know. And I think mentorship with with the older players, um, that is important because the the guys that that falter are the guys that don't really have like a coach father type of figure, and someone to tell them like, look. This money come fast, and if you have like 15 baby mother or you, you buy 15 fast cars, it's going to go. And yes, a mentorship I think they need. All right. I stand down. <laughs> but me now let go for the facts that I do believe that the, the owners of the NFL need to develop a conscience and operate differently because I'm tired of seeing these stories. Yes. The players, I have to agree with Marlon and James. The players have some responsibility. And yes, Marlon, nobody owes us anything. Yeah, moments, 90% of them support Donald Trump. So what kind of conscience they're going to have? <laughs> okay, James, I don't know where you're getting your um, <laughs> facts from, but we can move on. <laughs> Durant reportedly traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Durant has previously expressed interest in moving to Phoenix and finally got his wish. On Thursday morning, ESPN reporter Adrian said the Suns' new owner, Matt Ishbaya, pushed to finalize Durant's trade. According to ESPN, the trade is considered one of the biggest blockbuster deals in NBA history. The deal includes the Nets trading Durant and TJ Warren for Mills Bridges, Cam Johnson, and 
Jay Crowder. In addition to four first round picks and a 2028 pick swap. All right, then how y'all feel about that one right there? Y'all okay with that, James Marlin? <laughs> yeah, I think. Good. Go ahead, James. Sir. Yeah, I think you know it, it's a good trade for the Suns. Um, you know, I'm not really a Chris Paul fan, but I'd be happy like if he got like a championship because you know he's like one of the unluckiest basketball player. But um, I'm not sure if they're gonna get it though because one thing you can depend on with Chris Paul when Chris Paul um. In um, postseason, he always get injured for whatever reason, and it's just I bad luck. Don't. But <laughs> I wish, you know, I wish him all the best. Like, but you know, there's a lot of pressure on Kevin Durant because, like, if if he doesn't win this, then the whole Steph Curry um, thing's gonna come back up again. And if Chris Paul go down with that injury, then it, it's just like, what does this guy have to do to you know? But yeah, interesting. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's like it's like um, the real housewife of one of them Atlanta or whatever NBA drama the but real house husbands of basketball yeah man it's fun because I, I'm watching I'm, I'm I'm refreshing my phone and watching all day with the trade the trade coming in and I'm like my gosh like this is a like when I woke up and I saw the Kevin Durant thing like I checked because a lot of these YouTubers um, put up like fake stuff so when I hit on it and I saw that it was true I was like my gosh this is this is what you call a blockbuster <laughs> all right james thank you go ahead marlon no uh, james said it all but um i believe it's a good trade i like it but as long as chris paul can stay healthy mm -hmm. and um what's his name there the shooter for them um that basically this is this is a big three i forgot the guy's name not a young guy mm -hmm. but um if they could stay healthy, I think it's, it's, it is a good trade. Okay. Uh, yeah, Booker, Booker. Booker, yeah. So if they all could stay healthy, you know, it, I think they would. They have a better chance now of winning the championship because they've made it, what, almost, I think it's two or three times in the past couple of years. They made it to the, the, not the finals, but to the um, semifinals. Or I think they made it to the final one time and got blown out or something like that. So. They need somebody who can step up and help them. So I think it's good. Just got to watch it and see. All right. Well, hey, go ahead. Sorry, go, Mar ahead Marlon, go ahead, Marlon, you, know you know what be interesting, Marlon? Um, watch the Brooklyn Nets. If the Brooklyn Nets can um, win, like, one playoff series, that's going to be very interesting. Because I, um, low-key, I like the team that they have because they're, it's like a Swiss army knife. And what, what, what would be incredible is, like, all of a sudden... If Ben Simmons just, you know, went back to like three years ago, Ben Simmons, all-star Ben Simmons, <laughs> with, you know, with um, all the other the, the other guys, because they, they get they get back they got back some good players, and I think they're in fourth or fifth place. So if they can hold on to fourth or fifth place and win like at least one playoff series, that's a big success for them, because that's that's Brooklyn identity before the Kyrie Irving trade. That is true. That is true though. But Ben Simmons is a good player and I know I don't know what happened in the past couple of years, but he's he's not bad when he first came out. So hopefully he could um he could carry the team. You know, he could shine and see what happened. But we're just gonna sit and watch, as you say. We're gonna sit and watch. 
All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Well, in other NBA news, the Los Angeles Lakers also agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Utah Jazz in a three-team deal just hours before the 2023 NBA trade deadline. What do you say about that one? Good or bad? Uh, go ahead, James, because I uh, Russell is not really my guy, so it don't matter. No, I, well, <laughs> no, I like I like Russell, and I don't. I I, I think it's unfair what they're doing to him, because it is one player that he doesn't cheat the game. Like right, he, he's always playing, giving a hundred percent. You know, he might be full of himself sometime, but when when you watch him play the game, like he just he give it a hundred percent. What would be interesting to see? I would love for him to end up with, with the Suns <laughs> coming off the bench. Like if he could end up with them, or if he could end up, he could end up with the Suns or Dallas. The Mavs, huh? With the Mavericks? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because because obviously he's not going to stay. He's going to. There's going to be some buyout by by the the next week or so. Okay. Um, I think so Dallas, James. Huh? I think Dallas. Will be a good fit for him too. If if he can, I rather him go to Dallas than the Suns. If that's what happens, the, the reason why I say the Suns, like I'd want him to go to the Suns, because I, he's one of the person that, like, if he goes to the Sun, him and Chris Paul winning a championship, like the the basketball gods would have would have spoken, you know, because these two guys are like really good players and that have been playing for for years without winning a championship, so. So that that would that would be good, and then he, he would kind of reunite, you know, with um, with um, KD. So that would that would be a, like a good NBA story. All right, thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate your input. We gotta keep it moving. And more sports news. That's ball. Kobe Bryant jersey from MVP season sells for five point eight million dollars at the auction. Chaching. That's all I can say. <laughs> Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Kobe Bryant's jersey from his MVP season sold for $5.8 million on Thursday, setting a new record. The late basketball star wore the jersey for 25 games during his 07-08 season, where he averaged 28.3 points, 6.3 rebounds, and 5.4 assists as he led the Lakers to the NBA Finals for the first time. That was since Shaquille O'Neal left, of course. The jersey is now the most expensive Kobe Bryant item ever sold at auction and the second most valuable jersey ever to be sold. Oh my gosh. What are people doing spending $5.8 million for a jersey that they're probably never going to wear? They're just going to put it in a frame and look at it. I guess it's saying they own a piece of basketball history. What can I say? Somebody grant me $5.8 million, please, and thanks. That's all I'm asking. I wonder who bought it. <laughs> I don't know. Can you imagine if it's LeBron James? Ah, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Rosolo. Thank you. No, I agree with you, Moments. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. I mean, I understand that they you have collectors, right? And they're going to collect the basketball memorabilia. But $5.8 million in our current culture right now, that's just ludicrous. That's just crazy. And to, uh, to your point, you're just going to hang it up. It's a worn shirt. He's sweating the shirt. It's, it's, 
to orange shirt, $5.8 million when there's so much more that can be done with that money. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Thank you, Rosolo. All right. And our next sports story, Argentina, Chile, Paraguay, Uruguay make joint 2030 World Cup bid. Story courtesy of Al Jazeera. The South American nations of Argentina, Chile, Paraguay and Uruguay have submitted a joint bid to host the 2030 FIFA World Cup, which will take place 100 years after the first tournament was held in Uruguay. Officials from the four countries came together on Tuesday with Alejandro Dominguez, president of the South American Football Confederation, to make the announcement. Yes, they want to bring the tournament back to where football was born. The 2030 World Cup is not just another World Cup. It deserves a celebration with recognition for 100 years, Dominguez said, during the ceremony at the Argentine Football Association headquarters in Buenos Aires. We are convinced that FIFA has an obligation to honor the memory of those who came before us and believed in greatness and made the first World Cup. With FIFA scheduled to select a host for the 2030 World Cup next year, competition between nations hoping to organize the world's most popular sports tournament has intensified. Spain, Portugal, and Ukraine Ukraine, where you have time for, for a giant this argument, don't you have a war? But let me not digress. Spain, Portugal, and Ukraine also agreed to a joint bid, which has the backing of European governing body UEFA, while other countries, including Saudi Arabia, Morocco, Greece, and Egypt, are reportedly considering submissions. The World Cup is held once every four years with Qatar becoming the first country in the Middle East to host the tournament late last year. But I want to circle back to Ukraine and I'm going to circle back to something that I said a couple weeks ago, which was echoing the thoughts of somebody else who said, all this money we're sending to Ukraine, they may be the ones to have the last laugh because 2030... How many years away are we? Seven years away. There is a war going on in Ukraine. So could it be all the money that we're sending to them separate from the arms, weapons, so on and so forth? They're saving it to rebuild, to come back strong on our behinds. <laughs> Story come to bump. Now it's all out in the open. We're blind, but we're not so blind. We're drunk. But we're still sober. <laughs> Ukraine just laughed in your faces, United States of America. Get it together. How can you be in the middle of a war, but you're a worry about? <laughs> so moments. What if what if the US and the Ukraine are this thing are together? <laughs> You ever think about that? <laughs> Why? For the popcorn there, folks. I need a bag. Extra butter. Not too salty. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, let me tell you something. It's funny, but it's not funny around these places. Something not right. Something is a little murky in the water, but... Let me, let me not say a damn thing. Carry on. 
do nothing. <laughs> and believe it or not, news. I haven't read this one yet, only the headline. So brace, let's brace ourselves. The Church of England, headed by King Charles III, considers switching God's pronouns to gender-neutral terms. The Church of England recently confirmed its liturgical commission is launching a project to consider updating future teachings. The update will include switching the pronouns of God to gender-neutral terms. After some dialogue, oops, I don't, where did this mosquito come from? My apologies, folks. After some dialogue between the two commissions in this area, a new joint project on gendered language will begin this spring. That's according to Reverend Dr. Michael Ipgrave, Bishop of Litchfield and Vice Chair of the Liturgical Commission. He also said, in common with other potential changes to authorized liturgical provision, changing the wording and a number of authorized forms of absolution would require a full synod. Syn, I can't even say the word. I'm sorry. I can't. Sino, synodical? Is that right? Anybody familiar with that word? Whatever. Synodical process for approval. I think I got it right. Anyway, according to the New York Post, some priests have already began using the neutral pronouns. Instead of referencing God as he and him, the priests are opting for God, they, and them. In addition, the priests are also changing the start of the Lord's Prayer from our father to our father and mother. Christians have recognized since ancient times that God is neither male nor female, a church spokesperson said. The spokesperson acknowledged that the, the variety of ways of addressing and describing God found in scripture has not always been reflected in our worship. Reverend Chantal Nopin also sided with the change saying God is not male. Certainly not the white cis male with a beard sitting on a cloud we seem to reduce and limit God to so often. The details surrounding the special project are not clear just yet. However, some conservative critics have already rejected the idea. According to Reverend Dr. Ian Paul, implementing the pronoun change will abandon the church's beliefs. Wow. <laughs> God, if you're not too busy, wow. call me one second. Well, at least someone add back a woman to it. That's how it always was. The woman, them just come and just take out the woman and just have two men and one ghost. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? That's all the positive way we can look on it. You might put back a woman in it, so hey. So, I'm now going to say our father and mother. You know what? Everything that we read was written by someone and someone's ideologies. Every documentary that we see on TV, on YouTube, wherever, is someone's ideologies. Everything that we are inundated with is someone's ideologies, someone's thoughts, someone's feelings, someone's perception. 
and we ultimately make the decision as to what we want to agree with. Because right now, if you ask me, what the heck am I supposed to believe? What am I supposed to believe? Because everybody's pushing something else on us. And as they're pushing it, they're pushing it as something that is optimum, finite. Don't question it. Everybody's pushing something else. Right now, I feel as though I'm in a whirlwind and things are just swirling around me from every which angle. So how about I just let go of everything? Hmm? What if I take that stance? Believe nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everybody's pushing an angle. Everybody has a narrative. Lord have mercy. Do this moment. Uh, just don't say, hey, you come here for three people good love all you can love um three people like how you don't want them for treat you so if you don't want nobody for treat you with no evil intent or be mean to you and stuff like that you know what i mean uh treat them that way there <laughs> you get me i say uh you pass you see somebody upon the street homeless or upon them luck yo see a thing yeah you know what i mean buy a breakfast a bottle of water tea whatever it is don't bother worry about oh them probably are fake it hey the universe or god or whatever no no praise he, he deal with it if i that them i try for do you, all you know say so you genuinely give the person and from it come out of your hand it, it, for them one and whatever they want to do with it them do with it you get what i mean i said me kind of learn for come for go for that because i see some things i feel like everybody stays so and my wife i'm know say no you can't do that and everybody stays so which i choose still so once you come out of your hand you just come out of your hand and they leave them to the universe you know what i mean hopefully they genuinely need it for real uh, you know what i mean and, and then put it to good use uh but just treat people good just have love in your heart don't have no hatred in your heart uh even though your sister sometimes it kind of hard more time it, just try your best not to have that um that, that hatred in your, in your heart you get me for weird you see my question of the concept with the with the, with the feather on the heart upon the scale you know from H and Kemet and uh, yeah so uh, uh, same thing you want to make sure say yo you know a balance is there and you know have no heat in your, in your, in your, in your heart and all them something there you're one with nature you're one with everybody and just go forward live your life you know no worry about no religion none of them something there just know say hey you just put here for a purpose and that purpose have to live and for make people around you feel love and welcome and just push out positive energy. Trust me, nobody does that. Nobody can come tell you, say, oh, no, no, I know so you're supposed to go uh, because you're going to go to hell or you're not going to go to heaven. Oh, you know that. Have you been there? You get me, I say? So just live your life. Be and just push out positive energy and just make everybody feel love and warm and welcome around you. And just go forward. You know what I mean? Simple as that. All right, thank you. Go ahead, Teflon. Go ahead, Teflon. I'm going to send you my cash out. <laughs> in, enter in the Brew Entertainment News, DJ Khaled announces a new partnership with Def Jam Records. Another one. Story courtesy of Baller Alert. On Thursday, 
the artist held a press conference in Miami announcing his partnership with Def Jam Recordings for his We The Best label venture. During Khaled's early music career, he served as an A&R executive at Def Jam, making this a full circle moment as he'll be releasing music as a Def Jam artist. The producer will also join the UMG Universal Musical Group in an executive role, serving as global creative consultant to Def Jam and UMG's family of artists worldwide. The major announcement serves as a homecoming for DJ Khaled, who initially took on an executive A&R position back in 2008, developing hits for stars like Rick Ross and others. He said that this new chapter marks a special time for me. The energy at this point in my career is at an all-time high, and I'm grateful to Sir Lucian Grange for allowing me to join his empire at this stage of my journey. Together, we will achieve even greater heights and take it to the next level. I feel blessed and so inspired with renewed energy. I'm excited to not only partner, but come back home to Def Jam. <laughs> Another one. Snipes and DJ Khaled announced that we the best store in Miami. <laughs> On Thursday, Snipes CEO Sven Voth announced that DJ Khaled and the company are bringing sneaker heads and streetwear enthusiasts the ultimate retail experience. Okay. So can't we're stand him. <laughs> I can't stand him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, go ahead, James. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm kind of vexed with DJ Khaled though because him, him just, him just give um the Jamaican artist them some crumbs, and I think them like because Jamaica was the first place that really loved DJ Khaled when when we, when he used to come back back in the days um you know to like it's a party and and a bunch of the um. Sharon Burke and um, Big Show them with Bunticle and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, that, that, was the, that was the skinny, the skinny Khaled. Um, and when when I was watching the performance um, at the Grammy, I'm like, why why couldn't um, one of the singer them from back in the day, like when I dance a singer, be a part of that too? Oh, stop right there before exactly. you go on. Stop right there. One second. Thank one you, second. Thank you yeah. Stop right there for a second. So. I had this conversation with Marlon. There's a reason why no Jamaican was included. You don't remember what just happened the other day? How would you feel if somebody did that to you? It should it could have been handled offline. And I'm not taking up for Khaled at all, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is after you were bit slapped in your face on social media globally. Why would I now run and take up somebody? Now I'm going to move carefully. I'm going to move differently. Because who is to say he's not probably thinking, well, it looked like every one of them are Jamaica, where even though I got my break there, people loved me there, and I go back there all the time, and I give people opportunities, even though it may not be what they want from me, 
Now you do this to me. Why am I going to even bring you any further? Who is to tell that everybody in the field the same way or will do the same thing to me? Yeah, but but he has had confrontation with American artists too. So it's not the Jamaican artists who have confrontation with. And and it's just overall, like I feel like because DJ Khaled is a powerhouse. Like even the even the songs that, that he collab with with um with a lot of the, the Jamaican artists, like if you look at all of the songs, he never put a powerhouse person in the songs with them. He could have put him could have get a Rihanna because Rihanna Caribbean, he could have get um, hold on, uh, hold on. Say that statement Wait. again. Stop, James. Wait. He has collaborated with Rihanna. Wait no, but what I'm saying, he could have gotten her on one of the track with like the bun the bunty killer and the like all but, of those. But, why though? Why? Why? Let me ask you. Why? Huh? Why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah, why? It, it, no, because it, because that that would that would give them more of an eye to the international market, and and yeah, yeah, DJ yes. Khaled yeah, come out and say. Like DJ yeah, Khaled himself come out and say him owe him career to Bunty Killer and and some of these other guys. So I, I feel like him could so have you trying give to them say, a big collab. You're trying with... to tell him how to work exactly. No, no, I'm yeah, not because, saying yeah, because we we are not wooden fit on those tracks. You, not everyone exactly will fit on the track. Exactly. So, yeah. You 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 say James, you're too some you, here's the thing. We have to separate sentiment from business and that is why a lot of us are held back and suppressed we suppress ourselves because we are focused on sentiment too much if it were sentiment many of the jamaican artists for example shaggy and sean paul would be stuck in jamaica you have to think business and you can't not call it for being a businessman you can't but, but he never threw dirty water on jamaica he always rep um big up jamaica he and as i said may not have been to the degree which we would like to see but he never turned his back on jamaica he's still a culture vulture though let's um, not let's, let's not forget that but how is he different from any other group for example how is he different from um the, the south african reggae artist that took reggae on how is he different from yeah. sound systems in japan that are not from jamaica how is he different and how is he different from a lot of artists caribbean artists taking american songs that part. and giving it a reggae beat oh okay okay <laughs> Hold on, James. Let Teflon speak. Go ahead, Teflon. With the African analogy, I was going to say that we the Africans do sort of have some lineage, so they are kind of entitled to adopt the Caribbean culture. But when you talk about the um, the Japanese and the other people, then yeah, that's different. So. Many people capitalize on the Jamaican culture. Last year in the Grammys, the group that won never heard about them. They won, they weren't Jamaican. You know, I. Hmm. <sighs> I don't call him a culture vulture. I really don't. I don't look at him that way. Now, yes, he may have said that. Um, he owes Bounty Killer 
But at the same time, is it only bounty killer that he owes? No. So let me ask a question, James. Do we want him to pick up everything he has and give it to Jamaica? Is that what we're looking for? And that would be okay? What exactly do you want from him? What exactly do you want him to give to Jamaica? We want him to give cred, um, like credit, enough credit to the ones like I mean, if they've contributed to his um, to his projects, yeah, he needs to give what's deserved um, back. That's what we're asking for. But well, I don't think he does. You, okay, why do you say you don't think he does Teflon? Why you say that? Um, it doesn't seem like he he's, he gave enough recognition to like even Sizzler. Uh, with the credits of the works that they um, he contributed towards the projects, so um, I think he should um, give what's deserved. That's all. Okay. All right. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I'm overthinking it. I don't know if I'm. I'm, and, I don't know if I'm ask. That's okay, Teflon. That's okay. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Javette. How is this credit supposed to be done? Should it be verbally? Should it be in the record jacket? Should it be a billboard on 42nd Street or a video? I, I'm just asking. It should be. Uh, um, it should be everywhere. Money, money. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they do. It. Like on the plaques, um, is like his. His name should be in, like at the top rather than fizz up. Like, <laughs> it should be I'm a headline. Sorry. I don't know. Don't know. I'm laughing. I'm done. But it's not going to happen, <laughs> Teflon, because why? you why? know why? The reggae art acts that he put on those albums are not the biggest acts on the albums, unfortunately. And so the isn't, singles. Isn't Sizzler, isn't Sizzler a big artist? He is big, but not bigger than those who are there. And those who are there with him did not have their names bigger anyway. But here's the other thing. The album's success was not due or the album's success there, yeah, are not due to solely the reggae, uh, reggae acts on the album. They're not. You, don't, you want me to tell the truth? Here in Miami, when the album dropped, them play the reggae track them for about a week and after that you know hear them again. It's everybody else. The radio station's not pushing the reggae tracks. It's business. Yeah, but moments, what 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 I'm saying, like for me, like I would never call him a culture vulture because I know, as I say, I know from when back in the days when he used to come to fully loaded and stuff like that. All I'm saying is that he came to Jamaica, he was in the sound clash culture. At the time, he had more Bounty Killer doublet more than anybody in Jamaica, apart from maybe, um, what's his name, Mataran at the, at the time, or, or some of these guys. But he, like, him and um, DJ Radigan and, and those guys from England had more Jamaican doublet than Those doublets were not free, by the way. Culture of course, no, Bounty Killer, Bounty Killer hook him up big time with those, it's not those no, dumb plates, James. No, I'm not asking you, I'm telling no, I'm you, not, I'm not, they're I'm not, not free. That, I'm not saying that they were free, but him and Bounty Killer, they built a relationship. And as I said, him come out several times, not once, not twice, him give Bounty Killer credit. All I'm saying, I'm not saying he's a bad person. All I'm saying is that Bounty Killer had a massive hit with, with um, no doubt. He had a massive hit with the Fuji's. 
DJ Khalid of anybody in music in America on speed dial. And to me, I feel like he could um, pay homage in terms of writing a banger. Like one of them songs that when it dropped, you know, he can't get anybody. He can't get Drake. He can't get anybody in America. And just say, look, look put a tune together and put a bun to killer or somebody on it and say, look, you, you were inspirational in the beginning of my career. You had these bangers back in the days, no doubt, the, the Fuji, the, the um, um, what's his name, the, the Canadian rapper or whatever. Like, I'm going to make one of these international hits. Let, let me go back. Let, let me go back to something Marlon said earlier. Nobody owes us anything. How no, do you know he's not doing that? That part though? to Javette. How do we know? You see, we talk a lot of times and we don't have the inside details. But not only that, not only that, how many times have you been given an opportunity? And it's what you do with the opportunity. We want people to cook the food, share the food, set the table, or pull out the chair, lift us up, put us to sit down, tuck the napkin in our necks, put the knife and fork in our hands, cut the steak for us, lift our hands up, put the fork in our mouths, chew for us. When does it stop? There are people who get little and do great things. And there are people who get a lot and still are ungrateful. Does he have to get on the stage every time? He got to thank his mama and his daddy, God, and then he got to run the list of everybody that he worked with? I don't know what else he's supposed to do. I don't know. I, don't know. I personally don't it. know what he I personally don't know what he does. I personally don't really care. <laughs> because at the end of the day, James said you said he can call and get anybody. So that means that person is deciding to work with him. Are you gonna work with someone that's gonna take advantage of you? Or are you saying they just working with him to try to see if they can get to the next level? And when that don't happen, they should feel some type of way. I'm just wondering. Great no, conversation. No, Once no, one I'm minute, just, sixty seconds, James, and I yeah, have sorry, to no, go. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're like. They're like brothers, especially Imam Bontikila. They have a good relationship. Ooh, James, where are you? Are you okay. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a bad person. Like I read DJ Khaled. I'm not saying. And, and I, you can't see same love Jamaica. All I'm saying is that the fact that Bontikila don't get like one of those banger like the songs that he that the, the DJs are on. It's like him group up like a like five of them. And the other tracks where him have like Little Wayne and it's like a collab, like a real collab. You know have like five DJ on a, a, a track. Get one DJ and get one hip hop artist or one RB artist and, and do like a good collab. Not just group up all of them and say it it almost seemed like an afterthought. You know, get Caesar, get Bontikila, get Bojo, get the water and group them up on one and just boom. That's it. That's how I feel. He's not a bad person, but that's just how I feel. And I respect your thoughts. I respect your perspective. I really do. And I respect um, Teflon's because, you know, this is how we have great conversation, the varying perspectives. We all can't see it the same way, folks. We have to see it through different lenses. And that's what I love about this type of conversation, right? Unfortunately, we're at the end of the road. Let me see if I can squeeze in this one. Billboard. Oh, Rihanna says there are about 39 versions of her Super Bowl halftime show. Wow. But anyway, ultimately, she's saying, get ready. It's going to be jam-packed, and it's going to be amazing. 
I'm here for it. Billboard reveals greatest rappers of all time. And real quick, let me run them down. Number 20, Big Daddy Kane. Number 19, Missy Elliott. Number 18, Ice Cube. Number 17, 50 Cent. Number 16, Scarface. Number 15, J. Cole. Number 14, LL Cool J. Number 13, Rakim. Number 12, Andre 3000. Coming in at, coming in at number 11, Kanye West. And now we're into the top 10. Kicking it off with Nicki Minaj. At number 10, number 9, Snoop Dogg. At number 8, Drake. At number 7, Lil Wayne. Number 6, The Notorious B.I.G. Number 5, Eminem. Number 4, Tupac Shakur. Number 3, Nas. Number 2, Kendrick Lamar. And number 1, Jay-Z. Go and brush your shoulders off, all right? So that brings us to the end of the road with this one. Um, yeah, I can't believe time went so quickly but i'm gonna do the closeout song then i have a couple more tracks after i get off air if you want to stick around i invite you to here is the big bad bounty killer why come a road and a poor man a rock? Why you spread rumors and how shall he start? Shall he say a lion to your coast be a clot? How come him come pick a turn round and find for that? He's a wordless wild, oh liar. Come pick a tell girl say him tired, him a wordless wild, oh liar. Come pick a tell I say him tired. Shelly come take me for my soul debate. She said from she born and it was from she get. She just sickled down another ketchup and bread. But it spread that come fast like a new jumbo jet. Cause him a wordless wild, oh liar. Come pick a tell girl say him tired, him a wordless Come a road and a poor man a rock Why you spread rumors and how shall he start? Shall he say a lion to your coast be a clot? How come him come pick a turn round and find for that? Him a wordless wild, oh liar Come pick a tell girl say him tired Him a wordless wild, oh liar Come pick a tell I say him tired Shelly come take me for my soul debate She said from she born and it was from she get She just sickled down another ketchup and bread But it's bread that... Gotta give a big thank you to everyone that tuned in online the quality music zone qmzradio.com for quality music while you work or play remember to keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day a big thank you to everyone that was listening online on johnnoradio.com download the johnno radio app j-a-h-k-n-o it is available in your apple and google play stores John No Radio, take us on the go. And of course, I have to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee Until World News on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Many, many, many. Oh, many, 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 many
Many, 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 many Everybody supposed to know my hobby Me always want the girls them body Remember you can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media and the mean everything is am I to my folks on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com this is moments with me signing out have yourselves a wonderful weekend and I'll see you Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern take care of yourselves goodbye. Many, 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 many,